Hey, all you freaks and geeks out there in podcast land. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Green Belt Botanicals. I'll give you more information about them later on in the episode. And now, on to the show. It's Wednesday, February the 24th, and you know what that means. Welcome, freaks and geeks, to another smoke-filled and jam-packed episode of the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512-Foot Doctor, the podcast where I meet with some of the most creative and influential people that I know to share stories from the ride of life. As always, I'm your host, the 512-Foot Doctor, coming at you live and direct from the one and only studio of life or death. If you're a returning freak or geek, thank you very much for checking back in to our regularly scheduled appointment. I hope you'll continue to listen and continue to tell freaks and geeks that you know about the podcast. If you're here for the first time, well, welcome. Welcome to the Freaks and Geeks family, and I gotta let you know, before we get going, before we get in the murky waters here, before it's too late, you need to buckle up for this ride. Yo, Freaks and Geeks, this is episode number 24, uh, it's a monumental episode, 24 of volume 3, alright, and uh, I called upon to a, uh, a cat that I've been getting down with, you know, um, I've loved his style, I've loved what he's making, and uh, um, I've, I've loved what he's, uh, uh, he's dropping tracks about. So we got a musician today, Freaks and Geeks, we've had a couple of musicians on the podcast before, and I hope you enjoy him. Now this musician, rolling out of Texas, alright. All right, holding it down out in the 210. All right, so 210 meets 512. So this episode for, is for the San Antonio cats out there. So I hope y'all dig this one, man. Uh, uh, I, I I peep the the downloads. I peep who who's listening, where we're listening from, and we got a lot of freaks and geeks out there tuning in from the San Antonio area. So yo, this one's for y'all out there. So uh, without further ado, let's let's break right on into it. Coming from, like I said, San Antonio, holding it down in the rap game, really getting funky and really holding it down with the boom baps out there. He's a uh, he's a rapper. He's a producer. He's re- oh my goodness, he's just an overall just creative mind, creative soul right here. He's killing it when it comes to making records, when it comes to making CDs, when it comes to making uh, cassettes, when it comes to make, making digital music as well. There's a lot of detail and there's a lot of him personal self that he puts into uh, his craft and his work. So episode number 24, Freaks and Geeks, put your hands together for Baby Astro. What's going on, man? How you doing today? Freaks and Geeks, what's good, man? I appreciate you having me on the show. Shout out to Doc, my man, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, um, how's everything up in San Antonio? You're you're living in San Antonio right now. Let's break it on to the uh, the Heinz Fifty Seven Life Catch Up, and uh, um, just fill us in. What's going down? Uh, tell us, tell us your name. Tell us where you're from, and tell us what do you do. I know I did that off top. I introduced you for a little bit, but I want I want the freaks and geeks to hear it from you. What's going down? What's your name? Where you're from, and what do you do? Name's Astro. Um, shit, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. This is home now. Um, and I'm a, I'm a rapper, uh, artist, actually, we'll call it artist, um, with rap, whether it's music, whether it's, uh, art painting, things like that. Definitely. I think it's, you, you have a lot of, uh, artistic aspects to you as well. Um, and just different artistic approaches. So that's tremendous, man. I really dig on that. Thanks, man. What were you getting into earlier today, man? You know, uh, uh we're still in this, like this snowed out session, but, uh, what yeah, were you- man. 
man, I ain't been doing nothing but just sitting on uh sitting on my ass, man, just watching TV, man. But it's it's good to have that because honestly, it's like if being um in the house, it's it's good to have that time to step away because of all these distractions and stuff like that. You know, not even being in the house. Let's say if hey, I don't have this, but maybe I'd maybe go make some music during this time. But it's like I can't do any of that since you know I'm staying with my parents and stuff for now with all of this blowing over, but it's still something to where it's like, man, I don't have that time of just let me sit down and just watch TV with nothing and not not even think about music sometimes and have that uh, step back sometimes. So it feels good, man. I, I can't I can't lie. Good, good. Yeah, it's definitely a reset. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, uh, while while it's nothing that we wanted to do, we're in right. kind of like another shutdown. You know what I'm saying? Because Freaks and Geeks yeah. right now, we're still in this little uh, snowed out portion in the state. We're trying, we're fizzling out of this. And uh, by this time, when this episode comes out next week, we'll be all fresh and everything like that. But yeah, man, it's just some some weird stuff going on right now. Some oh, yeah. that we uh, we weren't expected and we weren't prepared for some events. Um, but we're gonna. Yeah. So uh, walk us through a typical day. Walk the freaks and geeks through a typical day for you from start to finish. What's going down? What time do you like to wake up in the morning, my man? Now I wake up, well, since I work the, the typical gig, um, I'm usually up about like seven. Okay. Seven is like the time I have to be up by seven. So it feels like, hey, that's the clock to where automatically I got to wake up. But uh, normally I don't, uh, if it's waking up first, it's either get my mind right to where it's listening to some music in any type of way. And it doesn't even have to be for purpose if it's a song that was stuck in my head okay i'll put it on and kind of just you know chill in the studio or something like that but that's that's kind of it man i don't really um especially with the quarantine and stuff like that um since that shit started like i'll just take that time to where i'll just chill at the crib and i will just yeah go in the studio just kind of unwind on some shit like that but i don't really um lately hasn't been doing much man to be honest man but yeah. Open up a coffee. I think we talked about the Houston blend. We've talked about yeah, that. Yeah. That Houston blend. I do. Um, man, it's been, I had that, um, actually within the past couple months, man. And I think, I think now it's going to be my cold brew go-to man. Cause it's like, man, it's so perfect. Like now, well, when I make the cold brew now, I'll kind of put a, um, use the, um, just use a bottle water. Okay. Something like that to where it's, you know, a smoother thing, man, before I would just, you know, you get the little sink water sometimes or kind of boil it up. And now it's like, man, it's, it, it's, it, it is a different taste, man. But it's like that Houston blend, man, is a cold brew. It's a, it's a mean one, man. I have to check that out, man. Yeah. But I don't sure. know what got me down on Houston blend, but my goodness, every time I talk about it, it's like, oh, that's the jam right there. Yeah. I don't like, I like it black. I no cream, no sugar. And it just, oof. Yeah. I'm the same way, man. It's like. Yeah, because I don't like sweet coffee, man. That shit just kind of is, is pointless. To be believe it or not, man, I actually was not into coffee until maybe past until I maybe started working, man. And it was that thing to where um I, it was kind of in a, a training class, man, and I needed some some coffee or I needed something to stay up. So when I had it, I was like, damn, this shit does, you know, it works. And from there, you know, I kind of started, you know, getting on it since, man. Oh yeah. Now there's something about the flavors on that one specifically that you don't yeah. get. Huh. And it's weird. It's weird, man. You know, like I'll get compliments from people at work, like saying, "Like, what's what's your coffee? Like, that's not that smells tremendous." I'm like, "This is just <laughs> there's nothing going down with it." It's the, yeah, that's what's going on with it. It's the good shit. That um, hazelnut, man. That hazelnut is what's the uh, that kicker, man. <laughs> 
got some stuff behind it. Very sweet. And if you like, this is uh, uh, just a little tip from the foot doctor here. If you're getting down on the Houston blend and you're smoking a little fucking morning gas or afternoon juice, whatever, twisting yeah. up a little tutorutz. If you hit it mm. with the fucking Houston blend, oh my god. <laughs> Hit it and then take the sip and on the exhale, it's gonna change the flavor of that fucking all. Oh shit, man! I'm on that, man. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, I can't explain it whatsoever aside from the flavor compounds that build up. Houston, yeah. My goodness, it's some really good stuff, man. Man, I'm gonna have to check that. So what's up? What's going down for lunch? And what's up with the with the evening? How does that? Uh, how does the rest of the day pan out for you, my man? If you're not like if you're working, I know you got that, but like say you're off. What's 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 your go to like? Uh, aside from the the typical day working, like what are you gonna do if you're off, just chilling out? If I'm off chilling, um, it's got to be something related to anything I do, whether it's music. Um, it has to be at least that. I, I, you know, I, I'll go in there and try and if it hits me, it hits me. Now, now it's more since I've been getting into uh, um, producing more and stuff like that. Um, we'll try and see if I can. You know, it's kind of approaching it without any type of. Um, uh, plans that, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make something. So it's kind of just, um, you know, I will go in the studio. If it's like hearing something, playing a record, that'll yeah. be the start to kind of get in the feel. And it's like, game, if I hear something, all right, I'm a, it depends on maybe what I feel now. It's like stepping away from, um, not stepping away from sampling, but if it's like, depending on if I hear a good sample, well, Hey, we're going to throw it in the machine. Let's cook. Or if it's like, damn, I'm just feeling in a good mood to just maybe just not think, but then create something. That's where the instrumentals can come in things like that. But that's, Normally on the day off, on like or after work, yeah, I gotta I gotta go in the studio and just kind of um, and my studio is a lax, uh, low atmosphere, but you know, a little home studio man and just kind of um, kick back and um, get some type of uh, progression on the name, man. Progression on whether it's creating a new concept or um, adding on to a concept. You know, if something's already done, well, you know, when's the release? It's it's always something you can kind of be working on with each of these things. Even though you're not doing shit, write it down. There's something you're, you're going to think of to add it. And yeah, man, that, that's kind of it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a uh, bag in the wind after work. Man. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> a musical bag in the wind. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Oh, so you're nine to five cat or what's going on there? Is that the... the- I'm, a, I'm a nine to five, man. I, I, I do that. I, I hit the clock, man. I ain't ready to, you know, fully, fully dive, you know. You, you got people that are successful musicians and yeah. they're broken a few years, man. So it's, it's, it's kind of that. It's not to say it's, I'm opposed to that, but it's just kind of, this is the bread and butter to where shit, this helps me, you know, create these things to put out to people. So it's kind of, it, it doesn't feel like there's uh, much pressure on that, especially with the type of music that I make. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it's like that completely unique thing, but it's just in that, that thing to where you, you know, when you're, when you're at the mercy of the people, man, it's kind of like, you know, that you can't, you can't depend on that to, to kind of keep food in your mouth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just, just like, uh, Andre 3000 said, you know what I'm saying? With the, uh, uh, what was that shit? Um, he said, I live by the beat. You know, I live by the beat. I'll live, uh, damn, I live by the beat. Like you need ends meet, like check to check. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll think of it, man. I need to think of that shit, but it's like from that, you don't move your feet that I don't eat. So we like neck to neck. Like just, yeah, just what he said with that, man, it, it's true. And it's not even just kind of being negative about it, but it's just, that helps with the balance of it to alleviate some of that. Damn. That, you know? up, that up elevators? Elevators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elevators. Yeah. Elevators. Yes, sir. 
Actually, yeah, yeah, I seen Outcast one time out here in, in Austin. Oh shit, was it for ACL? It was for ACL. That was I, one of the only times I ever like uh, heard of him coming through. Um, but yeah, it was for ACL. Uh, the buddy uh, uh, Trent Alba from episode number one, Freaks and Geeks, go take a listen. Uh, yeah, he joined me, and uh, that was it was pretty dope. Pretty dope. That's dope, man. I wish I went to that shit, man. I I was um I don't know, man. I'm realizing now to where it's like some of those bigger acts. I like to. I want to catch him in those not intimate shows, but you know, I just kind of want to see you, man. I don't want to have to pay $400 to, so it's not even, you know, I, I have never been to ACL, but yeah, that should have been the time I went, man. Cause that's, that's the time I gone, man. Uh, and I feel uh, really on you. Like I'm not trying to see all these other heads and I'm not trying to yes. see an arena either. Yeah. If you're going to be in an arena, it's good, man. You take it. I'll see you later on. I'm going to catch you yeah. in a club, uh, just a small spot, but you can't do that with some of these heads. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to catch yeah like big acts in uh, these small clubs. They're always going to be at an AT&T center or this, yeah. this Staples center, anything like this, a huge, just get up. Um, so, you know, like I do, I don't go into seeing musicians at venues like that. Just, it's not worth it. I'd rather catch you at a pop-up like at South by or something like that. Something live. Man, but, that's yeah. hard, man. That's hard to try and man. I, I haven't had any luck like that with the big show. You know what I'm saying? On that was South by, I do. I don't mind the um, the arenas. You know what I'm saying? I've seen quite a few of the best shows probably, um, you know, with the, the Yeezus tour. When I saw like Jay-Z, you know, with some of those people, it's like, shit, it's going to be the only way I, I can't see them. So it's like, yeah, but I, I feel you on those those arenas, man. Sometimes it's like, you know, and then bringing along the same not washed up people, man, but just the same three, four, like, you know, B-level people that it's like, man, I don't really want to see them, man. No, I'm yeah. a guy, man. If I can get you on GA, I'm in there. I'm in. <laughs> Salad, just work your way to the front. Be early, work your way to the front, and we'll all have a chance to get up there. So, <laughs> I'll take on it. Uh, what about what about the nightlife, man? You uh, you winding down? How you winding down the night, the evening? Uh, what's going down there? You got like a show? Do you got like a, a different, a specific process to capping the night off? Uh, what's up with that? This is the last little typical day for Astro for Baby Astro here. Night off, man. At night, it is uh, if so. It depends on how the success rate is, man. Mm-hmm. So after, if if some music is made or if it's good, then um, you know sometimes I'll just kind of um, normally um, just because I work early in the morning, man. I you know that work all night shit. Like I I have to stop myself so that way it doesn't you know that's that's kind of pointless to me, man. I'd rather kind of get to that stopping point, but around depending on how that feels, man. Then I'll just kind of take a break. Um, whether if something's good or bad, hey, try and wrap it up before a certain time because it's like at eight or nine, just kind of working on that. That could be, you know, maybe something to work on. Hey, from fucking five to, to 12, you know, music. But it's like, you know, I, I try and take that time to where after watch a movie, um, you know, Netflix, you know, just kind of bullshit like that, man. I watch maybe just an old ass movie, man. And uh, like from the 80s, all of that shit, just kind of, Plot again. That's where it's kind of, I'll be on my laptop and then I can kind of, you know, maybe it's creating graphics or something like that. Yeah, it's a mental refresh, a mental just pause. There you go. And you got to entertain yourself. You've been pushing out hot licks all day long. You got to like <laughs> get the, the rebuild for the next day, the rejuvenation for the next day. I got you, man. Astro, sure. ah, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> All right, man, I'm, I'm going to throw you. So these are more random questions. These are not like applied. These are just out the hat. So let's let's get into it real quick. A few more, then we'll close out the Heinz 57 Life Ketchup. But here's a good one. I like. All right, man. So they're making a movie about you. Holy shit. Let's get down. 
And they're like, yo, Astro, who's going to play you? Who's going to play you, my man? Who's, your movie, your film, who's going to play Astro? What's up? Man, I, I think uh, it was Shamik Moore. It's the guy from the Get On Down, from uh, the Get Down. The guy from the Get Down, and he was also in Cutthroat City and stuff. Yeah. I think he's a good little, um, I think he could probably, probably play me, man. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, he, he, he'd be it, man. That's a new question. We, you're like the second cat. That's to- dope. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. You got a bucket list? What's up with that? You got a bucket list? Uh, what would be? Uh, I don't think of that, man. I, I I don't think of the bucket list because it's like, uh, I don't like to think about death, man. Yeah. I got should, yeah, yeah it's, in, it's in that way, but but it is a thing to where um, I've always tried to live by the just live, don't exist. Yeah. So it's in that, man. If it feels like I'm, uh, but you know, some things I would, I don't know, like to do bucket list wise would be maybe just, I mean, it's seeing maybe certain concerts or things like that, but I don't have anything like in concrete just because it's like, you know, that, that hopeful shit may not happen if you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. I see you on that. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like you put something on the bucket list and it's almost like a, uh, this may happen or let's wait till this happens versus like, let's make this shit happen. You know? So I like that. I hear you on that. Sure. Um, back to film. So you spoke a little bit about films and we spoke a bit, a little bit about who's going to play you in the next upcoming baby asteroid joint. Uh, sure. what is, what's a movie that you can put on and just watch over and over and over again, just hit that motherfucker on repeat. It's okay. Let's go for it, man. I got, it's quite a few, man. It's, it's a few as, um, as probably predictable as it is. I like it just cause it's got so many different, um, portions of it, man, but just Scarface, man, okay. you can play that shit at any time. And it's just, you know, it, it's always going to be a part of the movie that anybody's going to like, man. Or if it's not Scarface and I like, um, uh, like Minister Society. I can always have that shit play, man. Just an aspect of just everything, man. It's a good movie. Um, uh, what else? I like uh, uh, Dead Presidents. That's one of yeah. my favorite movies. So probably those, I can just let them run front to back, man, and just nonstop, man. I love it. Comedy? Any comedy in that room? Actually, you know what? It's uh, it's actually called Trippin'. Trippin' is uh, probably one of my favorite like comedy movies, man. Um yeah. It's uh, it stars Dean Richman. Uh, it's it's damn, you know, it's a halfway. I think Stacy Dash might be in it. I think, um, but no, no, I actually might be the girl that was in the show with um, with LL Cool J. I think that's her. But uh, a funny movie, man. Basically, a guy who's um, he's basically graduating, about to go to college, stuff like that, and it's kind of about that. But all throughout it, man, he's a uh, uh, he daydreams a lot. Yeah, daydreams a lot, a lot of funny ass skits, man. You gotta, I'm I'll telling you, man. You like one man, and uh, yeah. If, actually, if you can lock it down, man, it comes in a, you know, you know the type of movie, man. It comes in a four pack, man. It's a four thing. It comes with tripping, how high CB4, hey. and uh, yeah, man. So yeah, you'll be able to find a nice little thing on Amazon, bro. But you know, you you do a little thing, man, and you, you'll definitely enjoy it, man. With the Houston blend, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's it right there. My goodness. I tell you, Freaking Easy with a hot one here. This is a <laughs> killer episode 24. Let's keep the ball rolling. Uh, on Scarface, you ever fuck with uh, uh, Carlito's Way? Have you ever? Yes. That's that a, is a very, man. That's, a that's like a more calculated um, mm-hmm. Scarface. I like that. Very gritty, man. I love it. I love that film, man. It's a, it's a tremendous, tremendous piece. I like, like, often people will, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, kind of overlook that one when it comes they to do going all out and just being no, no holes bar for Scarface and Tony Montana yep. like that. That's the same. Actually a build off that is kind of like, um, 
I feel like it's a sleeper as well, although, you know, Biggie goes by, but The King of New York, man. I love, man, I love that movie just to where it's how it's that calculated, man. Yeah. King of New York's a fucking killer right there. Oh, most it is, man. Definitely. You got any siblings? Astro, what's up with that? I do. I have a sister. Okay. A sister. Who? Yeah. Uh, she's older. I mean, I'm sorry. She's younger. <laughs> she's, uh, she's, damn, oh, 20, uh, 25. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. 25. All right, let's see. Just a few more on this one. This, I, don't, I haven't asked this one, but this one's a, a question for the 90s heads out there. But uh, did you ever get a virus on your family computer growing up? What about that? Man, you know, I did, man. From the from the Kazaa, from the uh, from the Bear Share. Well, no, I said it happened because it was Kazaa. Yeah, LimeWire. There you go. Kazaa and LimeWire. That Bear shit was kind of like, I didn't hear too many talking about that, man. So it was like, you didn't want to get too deep, man. Uh, and not to mention, too, you know, if you got too far ahead, it wasn't like no crypto shit to where it's like, yo, you hear the name and it's like, yo, everybody's on. But yeah. it's like you hear something a little too new. Well, you ain't going to find nothing, man. Yeah. You know, if it was too new, you couldn't find nothing but just the hits, man, that were on the radio to where it's like, nah, man, we need that kazaa. But yeah, that was that was the one, man. It got the viruses, man. God. Yeah, I took down one, one at the house for, with mine as well, no doubt. <laughs> Bringing back those memories, man. Those viruses used to take stuff out, man. <laughs> what the fuck happened? I don't know, man. I don't, yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, I think I, I just clicked that, man. I don't, I don't know what happened. It was working fine before. You just got to play dub every time. <laughs> oh, shit. That's right there. Uh, let's see. What was the name of the street you grew up on, my man? So you said you're from, uh, you're a military cat, uh, but what was the name of the street you grew up on? Um, Blue Juniper. Blue Juniper. Blue Juniper. That's the one from here, man. The where I remember the most to where it's like I can't consider. I mean, there's um, you know, there was Arnold Avenue to where that was the um when I was in Alaska to where um, you know, for that eight years, but it was like, you know, certain years within certain parts where we were living off base, then living on base, but it's gonna be the blue juniper one, man. All right, blue juniper. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, let's knock out like two more. All right, how do you? I'm gonna type a word here in the chat because freaks and geeks. We're on a, uh, and this might you might think this is a simple word, but I've heard this word said a lot. Now, how do you? I've never asked this question either. Now, how do you pronounce this word right there? Water. What? There we go. Water. A lot of people. Some people out of uh, water. Water. That's the words of water yet. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get the extra water, B. Yeah, that's the only thing I know that for. <laughs> right there. Okay, you, you test. You got the test. We, we'll, we'll keep it going. Uh, let's see what's going on. Let's get to the last one. Uh, oh, listen, I haven't asked this one. Um, what do you remember your first screen name or gamer tag? Do you remember that shit? Screen name. Yeah. You know what I'm saying screen name, I did. Man, this is like you know when I am and the chats was popping. Man, I was a huge Afro man. Fan. So Afro man. I see. It was, it was Afro Man 808, man. I, <laughs> that was it, man. I see. Yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, oh, my goodness. One of the embarrassing ones. I went to the University of North Texas and I was making my um, my Xbox Live gamer tag. And it was like UNT Tycoon or some lame ass shit. <laughs> I'm glad it has finally evolved and stuck with <laughs> Doctor, because that's I think that's that's it right there. Yeah, there were some lanes out there. It was 
uh, <laughs> tycoon. Then we moved over to Sky High Five Eight, and then we've we, we've settled down, and it's official. It's the Five One Two Foot Doctor. So yeah, that uh, <laughs> I don't even like. Do we even? I'm sure kids use them now and shit like that with with all the games and stuff like oh, that. Oh, they do, they do. I got um, I got a boy, man. So he, yeah, they, they, it's still they're still thriving, man. The cheesy names are still thriving, man. <laughs> so much effort into trying to like, yeah. And they're like, yo, these hoes are weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the future, it gets like that. But in the, oh, yo, telling your boys, you're like, yo, I'm going to find you, man. And the, you know, ain't nobody against it at first. But yeah, looking back, it's like, oh, man, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and you think it's good because you're like, you. it's like no one's got it. And then you're like, some of them, you're like, rejected. They were already taken. Like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It, it starts out good to where you're just like, yo, just the name. Okay, well, I had a one number. Yeah. Damn, now next thing you know, you got four numbers of the year you're born, and you're just like, damn, dog, you taking off the whole cool of my name, man. And when you got to throw the underscore in there, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least if they got that, then yeah, that's the name, man. Yeah, that underscore is going to do it, man. <laughs> that's what you got to settle for. Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> All right, let's do a few more on the life catch up. Then we're going to roll out in the next segment. But let's do you do have any, uh, recent changes in your life? You got any of those in changes, positive, negative? What's going on? Uh, recent changes has been trying to maybe plan out more, plan mm-hmm. out more for the um, what it is like doing the music stuff, man. Um, really writing out stuff um, more as far as well, what's the plan? OK, here's the release. Let's write on that. That's what I try and do now is try and put everything on paper. And it's like it got to be random papers, man, whether it's just random shit like this. It don't matter what type of book or something like that. But it has to be something written down to where. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it might be thrown away later. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff like that. But it's like it, it, we got to evolve to the next one. So that's kind of like the change to where I've made this year is mainly I did that before where it's just cramming a lot into stuff, whether it's music. But now it's like, well, I got to slow that down to open things up more to where people can kind of understand more of it. I tend to kind of just pack everything and just kind of put it out. But now it's like mainly like, well, let's kind of write out things. And I, I just kind of been trying to get more organized with that, with rollouts and um, just release it with anything. Oh, yeah. No, I love the writing down now, man, because it's like uh, it, it's tremendous to have it written out. And when you see it, when you see it, you can do it. When you write it, you put it on paper. You've already made that first step to, to doing it. All right. Now you can see it because it's one thing to just, oh, let's store it in the brain so I can just have it mentally. Not nah, fuck that. You want to write it down. You want to be able to witness it. You want to be able to view it. And then you want to draft just that, whatever you want to do, out into a plan to execute and to fucking complete. So it, it all starts there, man. It's a, like you were saying, like, it's just, it's a, it's a boiling point. It's just the elemental beginning for, uh, for the, for the hygiene, whatever is going on. Right. That's it, man. So uh, uh, you got a favorite weed strain, man? What's going on with that? Favorite? I, I don't. I'm a, I'm a new booty. Um, really is. Uh, into it. Uh, what'd you say? What got you into smoking? Man, some, um, actually, shout out to homie, uh, it was my homie, uh, the East Side Morales uh, podcast, uh, uh, Vega Garcia. All right. Um, uh, he he kind of, um, he came through, he actually, um, what did he do, man? Oh, he, he had us on um, his his uh, podcast a while back, man, maybe about three years ago, but he had left, left some of the crib, man. Yeah. So that was when that one day tour was like, man, I don't have shit to do. Because before it would be like, man, I was uh, um, terrible in um, like to where it's like I would feel, I don't know, taking on that pressure to where it's like, hey, man, you don't need to be doing that if you got something to do. That's kind of how I would think it to where it's like you can't um, 
use it as that waste of time. Um, not not to where other people are wasting time, but for me, to where it's like, well, hold up, man, why? You know, you got a job, you got this, but then it came to me, it's like, well, I ain't got shit to do. It was it was just like Friday, man. I ain't got nothing to do. So it was like that, man. That um, and then what I did, I was like, damn, okay. So you know, then it started became coming like a um, and then the homie Lou. Um, shout out to my homie Lou. So after then, it's kind of where it's just kind of um, Trina has more of that um, the leisure shit, but then also to where relaxing when I'm enjoying music, mm-hmm. listening to music, man, and just kind of kicking back and like uh, I don't know. Before I would feel like I would, um, or at least my girl would say that shit to where it's like stressing a lot, to where it's always just like without thinking, to where especially with doing these music, um, playing this shit out, or just if things don't go the way it's supposed to, then it's just like, ah, what the fuck? Like, it, 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 it's just like ruins the day type of shit to where, you know, so it was kind of that to where it's like, well, you know, working it in the life to where, you know, it's not as stressful. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Let me yes, get sir. some recommendations on some strains, man. I Please do, man. I would suggest blue cheese. Blue cheese. Blue cheese. Okay. Oh my goodness. That's my go-to blue cheese. Okay. Uh, next, the gelato. Gelato is a. I always hear about that one, man. You know the you know the Migos been putting that on, man. But okay, Love I'm it. writing these down, man. Get it, get it, get it. And then there's <laughs> White Widow. White Widow is beautiful. Heard of that joint, okay. Yeah, and then we'll close it out. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't stress not stress enough on gelato, but really blue cheese. And then the closer. Um, let's see. Uh, green crack is pretty good. You can try that green crack out. Yeah, it's not that bad. Okay. Uh, I think diesel slams as well, but uh, uh-huh. I don't know, man. I'm a I'm a big indica guy. Like, I'm a big because sure they have the whole like, uh, uh, oh, that's the one that like you're you, that's the downer and the sativa is the upper. But I I try to throw down the indica and see how long you can go. You know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. truth. Like, what's going down with that? So, oh man, like I've uh, we speaking on, we're going to speak about music and stuff in the future in just a little bit, but you know, it's, I've always been the cat to twist a a straight one up and hit a concert of my favorite person. And you plan for me, I would plan. All right. When this track comes on, we finna spark this (laughs) man over. Like that's the whole thing I was waiting for. And then you hear that track and it's boom. It's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one thing, you know what I'm saying, that uh, I could share with, with, with the, the cannabis, the weed, and the concerts in general. So that's cool. That's the one, man. Yeah, no, you're right, man. That that definitely is. Now I see that to where I'm like, damn, yeah, it, it, it's, it sets it off even more. You know what I'm saying? Boy up there doing whatever that you came to see, and then it's yes. like. This is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, do you have any uh, uh, religious or spiritual influences? And it doesn't even have to be a G.O.D. It doesn't even have to be, a, you know, a, 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 an idol like that. Just uh, even even like on the musical level or just influences in general, because like I think of on the musical level, I really look up to the past, the people that are no longer here that threw down on on a record because i'm a big big music cat i mean I, if all the shit behind me and freaks and geeks when we get the cameras in here when we get the vip all access for you the foot doctors the studio life of death is covered with music posters uh, from from a, a bunch of genres but like I, I not that i idolize the past 
musicians that are no longer here, but they're definitely on the spiritual level for me. You know what I'm saying? They're still up there. They're still going down. They came through the life and they pushed it on out. But what about you? Any religious, if that's the, if that's the route you're going to take or just spiritual influences that you got? And I've always, um, I have always believed in God, man. I'm, um, I was raised, raised a Christian, man. My mom's really into um, religion. She, she honestly, man, she's still, um, she still sends me uh, Bible verses, man. So cool. she'll send me that every morning and stuff like that. So it's things to where I don't, I don't go to church um, like I did before uh, as much, but it is always something to where it's always been something I've been rooted in. Yeah. Where it's having that just the, um, it's the positive mindset. You know, I, I understand too, it's like, you know, having, um, I know people, it is the, the organized religion, you know, that, that can be a bad taste for some people. And yeah. then, the you way talked things. about that, as I said, I didn't, I didn't get down with that. Before we hit the rolling, yeah, Freaks and Geeks, I'm not a big organized religion cat, but keep yeah. on going, keep on going. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is true, man. And I, I can understand how a lot of that stuff can turn people off, man. And it's just kind of, I mean, we all, it really does come down to just the simple things, man. Treat people right. You know, we all have the common sense to, to do that, man. And I think it's kind of, you know, it shouldn't fit within that, but if that's what it takes to kind of build that. And I think, you know, for some, it can, it can serve as a better uh, foundation for a lot, you know, yeah. so it's not, it, it doesn't, um, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but yeah, it's kind of always been that try and pray every day. Yeah. And, um, you know, at least within that kind of be, you know, positive within it, man. Yeah. I'm a big meditation guy, man. I, I've been, I picked it up within the past, you know, I don't know, half a year just going with it. I've always tried it in the past. Just to be a very self-centered cat, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I had always found my... It's work. It's, I, I, I like it, you know? It's, it's, a bit, it's just a time to just shut all this shit down and you're, you're just sitting there trying to think of, of clarity, but you're going to get a lot of thoughts that come in, you know what I'm saying? You're still going to get a whole lot of thoughts in the brain right there. You're just trying to s- slow the brain down. And any thoughts that you get, you know what I'm saying? You still accept them. You still take them in. If, uh, it sucks because, like, I don't like to write down any thoughts during the whole uh, uh, meditation process. But So I try not to come up with any good ideas during that process as well. Because there, you don't, like, for me, any thought, like, it could be a car driving by. And it's like, all right, just accept that and move it on. Take that in, move it on. I have kind of think of these, uh, these ideas and these thoughts as, like, clouds. And I didn't make this shit up. This is just kind of passed on to me. We got all kinds of clouds here. We got the 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 j- just general uh, clouds in the sky that they're just chilling, moving by. You got the storm clouds. You got the you know you got the snowstorm clouds here, uh, or you got a completely clear sky, all blue. So it's all just you know. I think of the mind. I think of ideas as the sky. The mind is the sky, and the clouds are the ideas. Uh, you can have good ones. You can have bad ones. You can have, you know, just uh, um, and you can also have ones that just come and go. So it's also important. The fact that these ideas, they come and go when you got a juicy one, write that bad boy down. Because, you know, I, I don't know how many times you've ever thought of an idea and just lost yeah. that motherfucker. And you know what I'm saying? Like, Fuck. What am, yeah. what, geez. So that's that's my approach on the meditation thing. You know, what I'm saying the whole like a spiritual thing. I brought up the boy Bruce Lee a lot on this podcast. He's a Man. heavy influence, you know, what I'm saying on the immigrant level, on the underdog level, on yeah. just just uh, um, I mean, it, was he a, a movie star? Most definitely. Was he a martial artist? Most definitely. Was he out there doing MMA and fucking cats up? No, no, no. But he was a <laughs> very composed cat. 
And uh, uh, I now think of him as like a philosopher and stuff like that. But man, we talked about him. A lot. We've talked about him a lot on this podcast. It's not the Bruce Lee podcast, but he's definitely, uh, I mean, he's, he's right here in the studio, life of death. You know what I'm saying? He's got a, a huge presence. And I don't know, man, Bruce has been in my life since, uh, geez, at least the age of five. Man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just uh, whether it's karate, whether it's martial arts, whether it's the time when Pops brought home the, what think like the 20th anniversary of into the dragon on VHS. And I was man. like, let's watch this. Oh man. Yeah. All the movies are good, man. I love, mm. I love it, man. It's, it's definitely, that's that cultural icon, man. It's really, um, that's what, um, my, my dad, my dad loves damn Bruce Lee, man. He loves all that Kung Fu. And that's, that's how I got into that where, you know, watching the old movies, man, watching the old, um, I don't even know what type of movies were <laughs> the one I always remember were masks, man, they be flying and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, the Bruce Lee movies are all they're all good, man. All oh, good. Message, you know what I'm saying? And it's just uh uh it is great. I love that shit, man. So Freaks and Geeks, if you haven't got down with any Bruce Lee films, go out there and get yourself a little Bruce Lee. Start, do, off, start off wherever you want, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna tell you to start off with Into the Dragon. While that is like the highlight and the climax of the career, there's so much stuff that's you know in the cut for Bruce yeah. like and out there. You gotta remember oh. there was a portion of time where that were having to dub him because he didn't know English. Like those, like as a kid, I was like, fuck, this is garbage. Cause he's not like, <laughs> it's all dubs, but no, nah, it's, it's good shit. It's yeah, good. it is, man. Let's close this one out. Astro with question. The last question on the, the live catch up, the Heinz 57 live catch up in the past, you know, we'll call it 48 days in the past, you know, January, February, almost two months. Have you picked up any new routines, practices, or beliefs? What's up on that? It'll probably be just the same shit. We're just writing more stuff down. That's probably been the more the practice. Yeah, that that's probably it, man. As far as in just really applying that. Before I would do that, where it's just having a notebook, just writing whatever down. But then and now it's like, okay, hey, let's let's break it down. So now I'm having a paper that is a set theme that I can just jot down on. So it's like I said, just spreading that out more and just refining the. Uh, refining the process of writing down these plans. Cool, cool, cool. Gravy, gravy. All right, man. Well, beautiful on the live catch-up, Freaks and Geeks. Now we got a little intro to Astro, to Baby Astro. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about like the current situation. Well, I wanted to talk about the San Antonio live, but you dropped a, you dropped a bomb on me. <laughs> you, was, you was saying that you did, you was living out in, Ar- uh, I almost said Arkansas. You weren't living out in Arkansas. <laughs> Anchorage and then uh, uh that you 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 were born out in Florida so talk us talk to us about the uh the military life because you also dropped that you were you're a military brat you know what I'm saying that y'all you do a lot of moving um tell, tell us about that whole experience growing up man it's a lot it's not it you don't have like a something not I'm not saying you but oftentimes in the military cats the military brats like uh um there's not a center like for home it's very you move you move you move you get up you move you know what I'm saying you might be in the school for like uh two weeks and they're like yo we gotta dip gotta go to another spot or like four weeks yeah. So, yeah. so talk about the Florida life and talk about the moving and then uh, tell us about this uh, Alaska joint, the, the, the final frontier, the great frontier. Whatever. Yeah, man. Go for it. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was born in Fort Walton Beach, Florida, um, well, Okaloosa County. Um, honestly, I don't know shit about that because it was real, real quick. I think maybe about okay. two years or so. Then after we went to Germany. All right. I don't really remember much about that. Maybe we were there for about four years. Yeah. And after Germany, we ended up going to uh, Hawaii. 
Okay. I in Honolulu, Hawaii for four years. That's when I started going to um, um, grade school, stuff like that. And then it wasn't until uh, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's when I moved to uh, Alaska. Actually, fourth. Fourth grade. So you was, uh, in, in Hawaii? Um, that, at that time, I didn't. Yeah. Just because we would eat all that other stuff, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man, we would eat all the other stuff and all the, the Kahlua pork and all that type of stuff. Definitely, man. But now, oh, yeah, spam, spam's the way, man. Yeah, I it. fuck with that spam, man. That's crazy, man. So, you, you know what I'm saying? You dropped in Fort Worth. I mean, excuse me, Fort Worth. You dropped in uh, uh, up in Florida. Then y'all roll out to Germany. You hit up in Hawaii. And then you, the final frontier, the final stop is... Yes, sir. So would you say like the majority of your upbringing was in Alaska or what? I would say that, man. The most to where it's like no more uh, of that. Because I was there, man, we were there for usually it was like the four-year spurts each time. Yeah. But that was like, you know, we, we did the other four years because I had been living like off base for a while and then eventually moved on base to where living out the rest of the time, man. But from that, it did, um, you know, that definitely was, um, was you know, kind of the, the main part of uh, me, I guess, the upbringing and stuff like that. Um, fun fact that when I was going, I went to um, Bartlett, Bartlett High School. Okay. Um, for two years, man. And I actually went during the same time. It's always cool to look back. At, I'm not a, I'm not a sports guy. I don't keep up with sports like that. I have favorite teams, things like that, but I just don't keep up with that shit at all. But um, I did go to school when Mario Chalmers was there. So, I, yeah, we went to the same school. Or I went to I went to his school and stuff. But, uh, yeah, man, so that was kind of like, um, you know, I went there for two years and stuff, but it's like a lot of where, you know, getting in the uh, hang of music um, through yeah. my homie, um, um well, he goes by one, two now, or uh, he went by Doc Rick, but his name is Ricardo okay. um, or Cartier now, but he's actually him and his brother, uh, Mayo, they actually got me into music. And um, yeah, from there, that was like maybe within a, a year of kind of, that was before I left, but I, I got into it for the year of before I left. And then it was after shit on that last year. Um, we actually, um, so we drove from um, Seattle. Okay. Like a little, um, like a little ship and stuff like that to go to Washington yeah. And then from Washington drove down um, to San Antonio. So it was that whole time to where it was um, during that whole process of like actually as getting ready to leave and get ready uh-huh. to move and stuff. That's when I really did like crack down on just what music. So it was like during that time towards really being that let me lock in, study um, the music, man. And it kind of so happened to land around the time when like anniversary CDs were coming out. This is when I would still go get those CDs often from the BX, if they were uh, new, but um, that's when that Ready to Die remaster joint came yeah. out and the 10th anniversary of Illmatic. So that was things where oh, I was yeah. like, you know what? Of course, these are the classics. So it was studying those to really just like, just get in that mindset, man, of, uh, you know, what, what the music and studying that that craft behind that. Um, that was already, of course, being into, um, I was a huge fan of Eminem, man, a real good fan, but from the thing of, you know, the wordsmith back then, man, it was just such a, a crazy like. Do you remember Infinite? Man, I, I did. I downloaded that joint when, you know, of course, we're through Kazaa, but man, yeah, I Infinite is such. That, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people think it's a Slim Shady LP. Nah, Infinite. Yeah. Infinite is definitely them. Oh. Yeah, he, he's definitely, he's always, always had those little. Oh, yeah, man. He, he was definitely a cat to where it's like, no, okay, that was that would probably be the thing to where it's like, I wouldn't say based on the sound, but just that's where it's okay. But technical technicalness of words, 
Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. what led to, you know, now of course. To these two, because he was like, I'm not going to get picked up. And he was, oh, my man, it was some good shit. One thing yeah. I miss about him that he doesn't do no more is the clo- the last track to every album. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people say he would always do that shit. A lot of people or a lot of people ask me this, that and the third. So if you go back and you listen to every Eminem album, the last track, it's always generally going to start off with a lot of people ask me or a lot of people say, and then he'll go in and kill that. Hoe. He, he stopped it. He didn't do it in in the last like I, I want to say like the recent two or three, but man, mm. that's how he used to close it out, and that was a killer boy. He banned the way the the stuff used to flow, man. It was just crazy. You got everything from it to where you'd have the nice little skit and all all funny skits, man. I love the Steve Berman skits and the damn uh, the Ken Kniff from Connecticut skits, man. Like it's just like yo, when you had all those different facets of an album, and it was just good, man. It's just it really picked off like in a new age. Like people may look at it as maybe childish then, maybe just because it's what it's talking about. But like that's in today's time where they don't understand that. It's yeah. funny that they understood that when our future can say these things, but with him, it's kind of a different. It's yeah. a shocker, you know. So it's kind of and you know uh, on a different note it just becomes that thing of the, the choosing where um man, this is hip-hop man you don't hear some stuff you ain't gonna like you gonna hear some stuff that's gonna make it like oh you know but it's also how good is it you know what i'm saying if it's still a good line like i i gotta bring this up man i know everybody was bugging about it today but it was that that meek mill line yeah did you hear about that with the, the kobe he no, said uh, no 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 i just a, it's a new song. He, a new song he had. I forgot what the, um, I don't know if it's Lil Baby or, um, I, I don't know the other guy, man, but he just said, if I'm lacking with my, um, if I'm lacking with my chopper, then I'm going out like Kobe or something like that. And I was just like, damn, that's, but everybody was you know upset. You know, people think it's distasteful, but under a thing, like, nah, that's a little, I like that line, man. That's a very witty line to where, gotcha. you know. And we can't have it to where everybody milking, milking his legacy. But now this is something to where y'all want to stop to where, you yeah. know, but it's just things like that to where, yeah. Too much, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Yeah. 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 We can't, we can't limit it on that, especially when you can get so much more out of it. Now it's not to say we know, don't know right from wrong, which they should, but it doesn't need to be, well, Hey, there's that. Well, yeah, well, we know it's not wrong, but we know it's a good way of in a poetic form, the way it's yeah. put. So it's just kind of like remove. Now it's like removing the art from it. Are you going to want to cover up nudity art? You know, not saying nudity and words is the same, but it's you know, it, it's not taking it too far with that. But yeah, man, I got you. I got you. You ever seen him? I got a, I got a couple of buddies. That's I haven't, man. That's never seen him yet. Now, now he's just to the point to where I think when I really started hitting up shows, that's when he was to the point. You know, he ain't, he ain't doing nothing small at all, man. Yeah, it's ACL. It's probably as small as he'd do, man. You know. Yeah, I think that was the year that I seen Outcast, the fucking ATLians. Uh, he was there, but on like the next day or something like that. So, oh yeah, that's right. That was a. I, I'm not gonna lie, that was a crazy ass damn little lineup yeah. they had. It was Outcast and uh, what was the other third person? Was it Gorillas or some shit? Or I, I might have been. That sounds kind of familiar. I know. I know it was a crazy ass. Where it's like, damn. Okay. I don't. I don't. Man, I don't know. Man, uh, that might be a lie. Don't call me on that. No, there was somebody big on that joint, uh, but I I don't remember. It was Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam, okay. Pearl Jam and Skrillex. But yeah, I mean, shit, nonetheless, nah, that was a, you know, that shit was booming, man. People were, yeah, they, they had to squeeze a little, uh, you know, it was kind of hard for people to decide. So a lot of people I remember were just, nah, I'm getting all three. Yeah. All three days, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
uh, I hate to like talk about the the ACL vibe. It's just a. It, I think you alluded to it as well. It's just it's a huge product, not a production, but it's just huge, just uh, uh, audiences and not a lot of opportunity to be right up there, right up front, getting down. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I, I don't dig on it. But yeah, that's what's yeah. up. Um, so, whoo. All right. So we talked about the, uh, you know I'm saying? Uh, San Antonio life we, a little bit. We talked about, you know, the upbringing, the traveling around, uh, making it all the way from Alaska, all the way to San Antonio. So did pops bring you down? Is it, is it your father who's in the military? Yeah, it's my pops in the military. What, uh, what branch is he in? Air force. Air force. I got oh, you. He was and we, uh, you know, he retired here actually. Um, so that's, that's why we've been here, man. And Cool. Did you grad? Where'd you grad? Did you graduate in Alaska? Nah, nah I actually moved. Uh, I moved after my sophomore year, so I came down here my junior, uh, junior and senior year, and I went to TAP. Okay. So six. Cool, cool, cool. All That's right. Cool. So that brought you here. Now, with music and everything like that, do you have a favorite record store in San Antonio? Yeah, Friends of Sound, man. That's that's. That's my spot, man. You know, I started going out to Hog Wild at first when I started getting uh, my feet wet and stuff like that. But definitely like Friends of Sound, man. That's, um, you know, that's that's the place at first it was um, overwhelming, man. That was before I got really into, um, you know, kind of digging and not really knowing. But, um, yeah, Friends of Sound is the, the spot, man. They were um, shout out to them, man. They're, they That's where I actually hosted um, my last uh, release party. Uh, for now, it's getting gloomy after sundown. Um, to where you know, we got to host a party there. And it was actually like probably one of the most memorable, memorable experiences of um, a release to where it was like, I mean, it was right before, um, right before, of course, the, the Rona popped off, man. But it was also real important to where this was the first little EP that I actually just produced myself um, and just did everything, man. So, you know, that was kind of the, the good part of it. And then for them to Friends of Sound of actually be, um, you know, open and just allowing me to host that there, man. And uh, we actually had a little, it was like a little party, man, to where we had different DJs. Um, so we had Rambo, uh, he, he did a set. We had the homie George, he did a set. Um, my homie Andrew, um, he did a set. And then, of course, um, Mikey. Mikey did a set as well, man, Mikey Strange. So right. um, it was, yeah, it was just a good thing, man. Um, then I, of course, um, performed it on the multi-track. Um, so that was kind of a, a a new aspect of just kind of getting my feet wet with that. And then just having some like, yeah, like I said, it was just kind of overseeing everything. But yeah, Friends of Sound definitely is like from there, it's been just, yeah, that's the main spot, man. Go yeah. to for sure. That's it. That's it. Have you ever been to the Aztec Theater in San Antonio? You ever, you know what? What's I have. That's what's yeah. I've never it's been definitely, photos. Uh, I've never been. Um, but the, the, set, the stage looks immaculate, man. I love that whole... Yeah detail they threw onto that joint what did, what did you do yes. what did you see that so i've seen um man actually like shit i saw last year that was the last show i saw actually huh? was at the aztec it hadn't been many shows at the aztec man those would be because you know just recently it was like acquired by house of blues so they started getting more of the um those acts um kind of coming through but the last show um that i saw there was kamazi washington all right. Um, and he's a jazz musician. It's actually his birthday today, man. Oh, Surprisingly. Shit. Yeah, it's his 40th birthday. It's crazy how all that shit aligns and stuff. But yeah, man, that was the last show we actually got to, uh, me and my girl got to see um, before everything. Like, this is during the things where, like, you know, where, of course, not not wearing masks and stuff at that time, but it was kind of just where people didn't want to touch you at that point. It was, it was during that time, you know. <laughs> That's weird, man. Like, I didn't... 
I felt like I didn't go through that period. I just went from like a period of masks to a day. The next day was no mask. That's strange. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Like there was nothing even like uh, um, precautious or anything. It was just like fucking March 12th. We're chilling. We're live. And then March 13th, shut it the fuck down. Put a fucking put a mask over your face. Get inside the house and 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 get down. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy all right but enough of that i don't like the uh, the no 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 yeah yeah i feel that <laughs> don't nobody want to talk about that anymore man but that's the stuff. yeah go for it go for it freaks and geeks we're gonna move on we're gonna continue our little discussion over just san antonio based uh um items san antonio based information just uh recollections with with baby astro here uh my next question is uh do you have a favorite music venue in san antonio favorite music venue is um it's it's gonna be uh you know, pretty uh predictable but it was uh the white rabbit the yeah. paper tiger i've seen it's just because yeah somebody yeah. popped that up and i was like paper tiger i was like well, i don't know what the fuck that oh white rabbit oh yeah I guess, I guess. yeah man and you know they dressed it up man it's it's nice they got it real nice now man i you know i, I wasn't um going to white rabbit when it was like for the, the the rock shows and stuff like that so i know that holds that history of that so i'm sure that um aesthetic and everything was cool and it wasn't a problem with that but it's just kind of like i'm sure that's um you know very personal to a lot of people but that's it what feels I was like a lot of metalheads a lot of rockers went out yeah yep. so it's definitely that man so it's not to take from that but um because i've seen fucking great shows when it was the white rabbit that's where i saw shit i've seen kendrick twice there you know mm-hmm. i've seen um you know people like that man but yeah i, I like it overall just to where it's more than just the people, um, you know, the artists I've seen perform, but on top of that, the, uh, of course, the experience, man, where you're hanging out, you're going to see somebody there. Now it's like, yo, if I'm saying I'm, I'm going to see somebody I know, or at least I'm going to have a good time regardless because, you know, I went with the home. So it would be just like a little familiar spot. So that'd probably be the favorite. That's cool. That's cool. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Now I can't, the white rabbit is really the only spot that in the, the Aztec and the majestic, but this is, I can't speak upon these locations based off of experience. Um, but, uh, just stories from, uh, um, just chatting it up and in music aficionados, music appreciators like yourself, you know what I'm saying? So that's what's up. Um, but what, San Antonio. So this is like the, um, one of the most recent stops for you, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the stopping points. What do you like about San Antonio what's up with that what do you enjoy about the city uh I like that it's um I like the pace of it man it's a cool pace to where I don't feel like it's um you know you can just come here and just be um between that and then also to where I mean you're you're in between all the major city or close um near the major cities man so it's kind of like well if something's not going down here maybe a show or something like that and it's Dallas then it's Houston Austin, you know, so it's always like I, I like that, man. So that yeah, that's the main main plus up. That's what's up. Yeah, no, it's a uh, um, you can definitely get to a lot of locations from it. So it's a it's a nice little hub. Uh, I've never lived there, so I, I can only speak on living from the center of the state. So that's a uh, a different approach, but you know, yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. You got any go to grub spots, whether it's a restaurant, maybe a bar? What's up with that? You got any go to spots where you're like, what's up? This is the San Antonio spot. I love this spot. Uh, throw it out there. Uh, grub spot, man, like probably the ones where it's like the most uh, faithful to where it's like every time I go there, 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's always been a hit, but it would be same person throwing it down. Yeah, yeah. It'd be um I would like or from it was a nighttime spot to where it got in the habit, but it was uh Los Robertos. Okay. It was that, but now it's uh, the the new name now is Los Belitos. But now okay. they got a few more spots and stuff like that. But man, it's always, you know, after long night, that's where I'm going after. So um a lot of times, you know, end up with the homies there, things like that. But yeah, that that that's the main spot, Los Belitos, man. There's a couple of spots out there. I think there's one. Uh, there's a burger joint. Uh, what the fuck is it called? Uh, there's Madrid's? Yeah, that joint's a slammer. Man, I haven't there's eaten there. My girl keeps telling me about that. I heard I heard it's bomb, man. Uh, you got to hit on that. I love The burgers there are killer. The fries are fucking bazing. Everything is is uh, out of sight on that. They even got a, a, a pizza spot. I think is it Big Al's? I don't know if if they're tied in with Big Al's. Big Lou's is it Big Lou's? Yeah, Big Lou's. I haven't eaten there, man. I love pizza, but I always ask people, and that's why I haven't gone. I ask people, is that pizza good? It's a novel. And just like it's not. Yeah. But they got the big the big pie. But Chris Madrid's ain't novelty. That okay? Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, that's where. Yeah, I think. See, you're the first person to ever say it's just not. That's all I need to hear, man. And then I'll go. I'll go check it out. But it's like, like oh, well, you know, you just got to go. And I was like, man, I'm not trying to go somewhere just to order a big ass pizza just to say I did, man. It got to be good, man. Or, you know, but it's. Yeah, definitely more on the Christmas Driz and the big, big lose. But uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Christmas. Gotcha. Them. Uh, what do you think about the whole like fiesta season there? You know what I'm saying? I can't speak on any part of that. You know, what do you think about that? That's a big, uh, uh, just big staple, man. They love it, man. They love um, it. In, they I, all out, yo. Yeah. It, it is something to where I, and that's kind of why I don't, um, I don't knock it. I don't, just because it's not my style, but honestly, I respect it to where I've been to Oyster Bake here and there. I've gone to, um, and like the, damn, what was that shit called? Um, Nyosa, things yeah. like that. But it's never been my experience. It probably was the people who just, you know, definitely grew up here, man, to where they appreciate it. I love the culture of it. It's definitely cool because it's like the, the city has something of its own that's, you know, centered around culture and centered around that aspect. So it's like for any city to have, it's like our Mardi Gras. Yeah. So it's like cool that it's, it's their own culture, full everything, man. But it, yeah, man, it's just the thing I'm sure with people, you had to just grow up here to be like, yo, you just appreciate the fact. But me personally, I just can't, you know, justify going out downtown <laughs> all the way out there and spending all that money just to pay for drinks. And just to, I, I guess that's when I realized, like, oh, shit, is this it? Like, not in a negative way, but like, damn, man, like, you could have just went to the club, man, or something like that. But, you know, I get it's uh, the spirit, man. Definitely, definitely. Now, San Antonio's got the Fiesta. Dallas has a, a state fair. Like you you uh, New Orleans got Mardi Gras and stuff like that. Austin had you know, has uh, South by and ACL and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's just a, a vibe. It's a, a a tradition for wherever you're at. You know, what I'm there saying? you go. A tradition, yeah, man. Freaks and geeks. Let me talk to you real quick about the sponsor of the podcast, Green Belt Botanicals. Green Belt Botanicals is the most trustworthy and reputable CBD dispensary and retailer in the Austin area. And if you're not in the Austin area, make sure you hit them up at greenbeltbotanicals.com. Whether you're looking for CBD, whether you're looking for Delta 8 THC, whether you're looking for CBG, the uh, the items out there that Green Belt Botanicals has are endless. They also have CBD dog treats for your four-legged friends. What I really get down on is 
is the CBD topicals. They've got some uh, muscle creams out there that really work the aches and the aches and the pains in the in the muscles there. And they also have a spot cooling gel. Oh, I really get that down on that. You get say you're working out, say you're going getting a little exercise in, or say say I don't know something went down. You got a little soreness in the body. Throw that little CBD cream on there, and the next day, boom, you're right back in action, guy. You're marauding into the next level. So hit them up at greenbeltbotanicals.com and use that promo code FOOTDOCTOR15. That's all caps, FOOTDOCTOR15, F-O-O-T-D-R-1-5 to get yourself 15% off at checkout at greenbeltbotanicals.com. Remember, support the sponsor because the sponsor supports the podcast. Now let's get back to the show. All right, baby Astro, let's move on into uh, the boom bat, the music. What's going down with this? So, yes, sir. I think, my man, you're the third music cat we've had on here. We had a homie from uh, uh, Fort Worth who does uh, um, like a Latin type of, I mean, Latin influence, little rapping. He started off as a mariachi as well. So he, we've oh, had that. we've had another buddy from uh, uh, from the the Oakleaf area, but uh, throwing down here, he's a bass player in a band. Uh, and now we got you, man. So uh, let's talk about this. Uh, you've been in Texas for a little bit. Let's start it off with these Texas rappers. Who are some of your favorite Texas rappers? What you got? Favorite Texas rappers is. Um uh, Scarface, of course, okay. you know, Scarface, um, UGK, definitely, uh, Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire is definitely like, yeah. to me, it's probably like my favorite out of Texas. Just, uh, that's that complex wordplay, man. The, the wordplay and then the, the punchlines. It's just that thing of, um, not, not to knock Texas, but not hearing much of that. So when it's like, when I moved here, um, and it's like, okay, actually, you know, I was a, <laughs> I was a fan of Lil Flip too. Yeah. I really like Lil Flip. Um, huge fan of Lil Flip. And then locally, um, Live Ola, man. Live Ola definitely is just the consistent. That was the one, of course, when I, when I first moved here. That's the one, you know, folks, nah, this this is a guy. You know what I'm saying? It's still, and it's crazy to hear from the time of first hearing about him then to where, like, shit, right now, to where it's like, man, he's still coming with those consistent lines, man. And it, it's just real good, man. So, yeah, those probably be the favorite, like, Texas Rappers for sure. What about outside of state, outside of Texas, all across the, the, the wherever, you know what I'm saying? What you got on there? Favorite rapper. I mean, it's, it's almost, it sounds, sounds like the same script, man, but it is, um, like I said, things to where I studied, um, just to understand the whole aspect of it. It's Jay-Z, mm-hmm. um, Nas, Nice. Um, Big L for sure. That was a huge. Oh yeah. Um, that's why I feel a huge East Coast vibe on your tracks. I was not getting the Third Coast. I was not getting Dirty South. I was not getting you know the screwed up click. I was getting out there on the East Coast. Yeah. Out to Brooklyn, it threw me out to Coney Island. I was in Manhattan. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. A, I was, that's why I fucked with it because you know the, uh, the 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 Texas made, Texas paid, Texas representing artists. You know that's uh, I. I feel it because it's like, oh, this is where we're at. I'm yeah. Like, well, it's cool. I really fuck with the East Coast heads. Yeah, it's cool. You need a break from it every now and then. I can't, um, you know, it definitely can be uh, monotonous at times. Yeah. Much like I'm sure, you know, certain certain hip hop can at times too. But yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Between um, that, especially with Eminem, that whole, actually a lot of cats from the, the Detroit, um, that was actually something I really damn was, yeah, really... Uh, into it at that time, man, just that whole sound, because it is that complexities of the words to where, 
you know, it's really grinding these words, not just, you know, rat, fat, cat type shit. You know what I'm saying? But really getting a little bit technical on that. Man. I have to just, I have to send you this cypher that a buddy of mine sent me. It's got like 50 cats on it. I don't know if it's Holy 50 cats shit. Eight, but there's a lot of cats on it. Buns on it and fucking uh, Royce the five nine closes the joint out. So, uh, oh, shit. It's pretty sick. Pretty man, sick. That sounds crazy, man. All right, so uh, what's the story behind the name, Baby Astro? I've seen you utilize the uh, the character from uh, the Jetsons a lot, but uh, what's the story behind that name? And, like, your spelling is off the fucking wall. That's another uh, yeah. enigma. <laughs> there was only, like, one that I struggled with, and then I got right into it. But, like, I don't know. You really got to dive into it and analyze that. But back to your name, Baby Astro, where does that come from? So the Astro, um, man, actually, um, this is really before I guess I got into, um, I, I wouldn't say I really got into it. There was some guy I knew at um, school, this is when I was in Alaska. He was into graffiti, doing that shit. And, um, you know, it was kind of just, I found myself just writing Astro. I didn't have much things. I was really trying to take it serious on that thing, but it was, uh, I need a fucking name. And that's kind of where it came from that, where Astro, when it's a star, of yeah. course, the obvious thing. And, um, but it seemed like that was kind of just plain. Um, and actually the, the baby part, um, it was always, I would I would attach it to the pain and the labor associated mm-hmm. with the music. But I actually really like, it was a guy that I actually went to school with. Um, his name was, uh, he went by Baby Slide. Um, yeah. But now he goes by Fresh Jam. Um, he's actually in Atlanta, shout out Fresh Jam. But that's actually, man, when he had that, and I was just like, damn, just for something, I don't know. It, it just stuck out to me to where it's like, all right, I'll, Put it both together and that's kind of where the the name came from yeah cool 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 now do you have you dropped the baby or do you still fuck with the baby what's up with that see man uh it, it's the thing to where i'll have it to where people can call me astro um mm-hmm. it seems like sometimes maybe i've thought to where like, i want to change it to where shit i still see people there's they have astro you know it's their name things like that I've, you know i've had it for a long time but it's just kind of you know hey it sticks man so i'll leave it as is um and I kind of let the the baby can be there um, to where, you know, people can call me Astro. If I drop it, then I feel like it's uh, it would be empty without it. And then it's kind of weird to where it's like I would always, when I was always baby Astro, I said, why do you have baby in your name? Why do you have baby in your name? And now we got little baby. We got the baby and all this shit, man. And now it's like, it, it, it's, it's cool. You know, that baby is cool. But like my baby was, you know, now it's kind of like, oh, well, why, why they call you that shit? You're not a baby. You're a grown man. So it's just, you know, but it has that kind of, um, you know, it really is the pain and that labor um, surrounding the music, man, just because of that. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, I've tried to figure out how long have you been getting down making the craft of music? The earliest thing that I can find on you is one of your OG uh, 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 free bass samples from uh, 2011. But where does it start? Where does it uh What's before that? Where where is the start for you, Baby Astro, and your music making just a venture journey? Man, it started in started in my homie's basement. Man, that's actually what I um you know when I it was in a track on a free bass track where I started crafting rhymes in the basement. Um, and it's it just like it was in Alaska with some homies who actually got into um got into it with it was Cartier. That's what he goes by now, and then the homie Mayo brothers and stuff and their cousin actually rapped and he's actually from Detroit, man. So that's kind of what made more of that to where um, their cousin, his name is Sision, C-Y-S-I-O-N, but he's got a few tracks with Guilty Simpson and just like at that time, it always like, 
it just stuck out to me the word um the word complexness and stuff like that but yeah it was from there to where okay um doing one song in their basement but then once i moved here then it was like well hey i'm gonna get my own stuff so i can make my own shit to where um this was you know going to high school to where i had a few um two three homies that i actually rap with um calico um that's who he went by um and then my homie ballistic and then i actually had a homie he came through like senior year he was a singer um but at first it was um i called it demonstration um that was uh the first little joint and that was a uh, 2000 2004 2005 um it was just rough shit man but it's like from that to where um the next thing was called uh i called it the track team mixtape and that was with the homies that i mentioned ballistic calico and um C's. So that was one. And then from there, like just started doing my own um, tapes from there um, to where a lot of the shit is on actually on that piff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that was the shit to where it's uploading your shit there. Yeah. Um, but I had, I got it mixtapes to where there's about maybe seven of those. Um, it was just making just, yeah, mixtapes like that where a lot of it would be on Bandcamp or um, Bandcamp or that piff, man. Cool, cool, cool. So do you play any instruments? Um, I played um, the saxophone. All I started right. that in sixth grade and then um, stopped that around like junior year. Okay. And then, um, that's almost six. I mean, that's almost six years right there. That's yes, a lot. Yes. So you can read music then, right? So, so at the beginning of it, I was stubborn with it. I would kind of oh. write the notes, okay. write down that shit at the bottom. But then eventually, maybe around once I got into high school, started kind of yeah, flowing a little bit. Understand. Yeah, yeah, doing that. But it, then it just wasn't kind of like, it felt like such a, um, I don't know, I didn't really, I didn't like it. It felt like it was more, um, it didn't seem approachable, man. It felt mm-hmm. like forced on me, not not something to where it's like, uh. so it was like once I moved here and like we heard about the, the, the marching and stuff and um, my family, a lot of, uh, all my family's from New Orleans. So they're big on, they're big on, you know, the marching bands and stuff like that. But when we moved here, you know, the marching bands here are a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's you know, a little bit different. It's more of um, the Fort Sam is probably the big thing with everybody. Like, that's the cool shit, not more of the, like, proper thing. That's kind of what it was. And that's probably what kind of turned me off to it. But um, surprisingly, I've been trying to look and in, getting into it again since I've been doing more of the instrumental stuff. Um, since, like, I, I wouldn't say I can play the instrument, but um, it's kind of messing around on it with synthesizers and, and stuff like that. Yeah, saxophone's a killer fucking instrument, man. I love it, love like, it man. I never, uh, I never pl- got to play it. I tried after that joint, but they didn't throw me that joint. They throw me the yeah. uh, tentacles joint. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the clarinet. <laughs> doing all that type of stuff, but no, the sax is a, a beautiful instrument. I love just these sax solos that you can hear on like a a fucking Pink Floyd track or a Rolling Stones mm. track, and it's just a, it's just killer. It's out of sight. I, I love a saxophone, man. They're just yeah. Oh, those solos out there are tremendous. That's cool. That's the cool. tone, man. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this record collection, my man. Like, how did this record collection start for you? You've talked about this uh, uh, San Antonio record store and, and just, but how did collecting vinyl start for you? Because I, I mean, I've collected CDs. For me, it really started with CDs. I wasn't really a cassette guy. I had a couple of cassettes, but the, really the purchasing of music started for me in CDs. And I, I, I don't really like to buy digital shit. Um, so I'll buy a CD and I'll buy a vinyl and then, you know, just move on from there. But how did the record collection start for you? Man, I had always 
tried steering away from the records um, just to where it's like I didn't um, produce like that to sample. And it was just kind of I'm not trying to get into that whole wave. And if I get them, then I'll feel like I got to sample. So I didn't. Um, that was my stance for a long time. And it wasn't until maybe around like maybe 2011, or 2010 to where a homie. Um, it was actually um, uh, Jay Danklefs. Okay. Um customizer um but shout out to him man he actually put me onto the records man so he's just you know hey man like some of these records are cheap or some of this and you just get a whole experience from that and kind of once he said that he took me digging a few places man and that's when i was like damn okay this is kind of cool and then from there it's been um it's it's a nice filler instead of like now just trying to get a cd is like uh, but now i realize to where it's like yeah you're discovering so much more I just kind of off the whim and it's opened up my mind to like so much more, man, just with getting different records and from different places. And um, like now it's like each thing is it has an attachment to it, to whether it's the experience and stuff like that. But it's like no matter what, you're going to get something out of a record, whether it's that experience. And this is before we even listen to it, man. But it's like you're going to get something out of it. So sampling ideas good art on the cover man so that's really just became the the thing now it's worse like okay well shit if i'm going somewhere else i want to get records like out of state man i gotta go you know pick up a few records and stuff but i try and um not let it get it it can get out of hands where it's like i want to make sure i'm listening to it man and not just getting all this shit just to say i got it but i try and like you know go through what i got before okay let me shove them catalog it and then i'll um you know pick up something else man no that's cool that's cool uh, man, I'll share with you some records in a little bit of my uh, little collection. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, we stumbled upon, like, you started this showing some uh, some blues albums that you picked up. I think you, the real, it started for me, you dropped, like, an Albert King album that you picked up. And I was like, oh, shit, let me, <laughs> what's going down? Because Albert King's a bad motherfucker. What, like, what drew you to the King, Albert King? I mean, he's one of the three kings, being Freddie King, Albert King, and B.B. King, but... yeah. That, oh my goodness, he's a bad man right there. What, what threw you on that, Albert King? I think the first one I got of him, I just, I try and, um, you know, if the covers look, man, like, uh, depending on what they're wearing, man, if they're smoking, if they're, if they're smoking something on the damn record, man, I got to get it, man. Is see, that- see, there it is. Yeah. Killer, bro. Yeah. He was yeah. a, let me, I'll tell you real quick, he played, when, when he played guitar, his strings were inverted. So traditionally, guitarists will play their guitars, the thickest string on top closest to their face and the mm. string on the bottom closest to the, the ground. His right. shit was inverted, yo. And there's there's a, a, a fraction of cats out there that do that, but it's it's very odd. And uh, uh, he was one of the cats that did it and, and to kill it. So Wow, no shit, man. Yeah, very different, man. Like, I don't know if you've ever, like, picked up a guitar or anything like that, but uh, I, wish. Uh, I play, I play, I have a couple of guitars in the collection, and nice. to try and do that, to oh, it's it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but but he uh, he was running a whole band, you know what I'm saying, doing that that whole thing like that, just tremendous. You got to check out him and, and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan on their, uh, uh, their mix, just, uh, okay. it's it's called blues at sunrise but i don't i don't know if that's specifically what it's called but they do do a track called blues at sunrise and it's out of sight man stevie ray vaughn and albert king just straight fucking killing it i'm yeah i'm adding that to the list man i'm gonna check that out for sure yeah stevie ray vaughn and albert king yes sir oh yeah do you have a uh let me show let me share one a couple more with you check this beast out man this yes, is sir 
This is called Stone Crazy by Buddy Guy. And this okay. is, uh, my goodness. And Man. like, you got to check this one out. This was the one track on here. It's called uh, I Smell a Rat. And it's the opening track. And he's leading the band. And it's just about him uh, and his old lady is saying like, uh, um, I got to keep the door open because of this, that, and the other. I get what he's from Chicago. He's from New Orleans, but uh, he lives in Chicago, uh, uh, made his way up to Chicago. And uh, um, just talking about like the ladies giving this excuse, that excuse. And it's like, I smell a rat. There's some motherfucker coming here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, uh, you got to check this one out. This was stone crazy, buddy guy. I'm adding that to the list too, man. Most definitely. I'll share one more with you. Not now, because we're going to talk about cartoons, because you like you utilize a lot of animation and cartoons in your shit. And I'll share yes, with, with one uh, for you in just a little bit. But uh, um, let's see. What's up with this? Tell us about your uh, your creation process for for a track from start to finish. Uh, one track that I was listening to today that was mighty fucking fine off the uh, uh, Streets Are Ugly, the uh, uh, Spill Fifths. Spill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That piano track is out of sight on that one, man. It's very fucking choppy. Bing Thor killed it, man. Yeah, yeah he's he's yeah. a man, and it was all sampled from Jewish tracks, man. So he, oh, he yeah, yeah, the whole album. I can I can hear that now. I can yeah. hear a, a different shuffle, a different cadence, uh, uh, a cadence that is not like familiarized to the like American culture or whatever the fuck. You know, right? This, this is a different a different music style. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. That's what's up. How does so, so? Tell us about just the process. It doesn't have to be with that track. Just in general, yeah. when, you, when you set up a track from start to finish, what do you? Uh, how do you do it? Is it on paper? A lot of cats aren't doing paper. We've talked about paper a lot. Something a lot of people like to say is like, "I don't write none of my shit down," and I'm like, "Man, my man, you, you're bullshitting me. You got to yeah. don't believe yeah. shit." But I don't know. Some somebody. But what about you? What about you? So. um Definitely write everything down, man. I've tried it with the phone stuff, man. That's only been if like I'm going to do a song with somebody and they don't have paper, but it's just like, and it's not to be elitist about it, but it gives me that creativity of, let's say somebody's um, like a designer. They're designing a logo. Are they only using just one spot or are they only just doing a digital thing and not having any type of like, so within the paper, it's okay. I can jot down my ideas up top. Oh, don't want to lose something. Let me write down a word that may rhyme. All of that top part is like, you know, that's the let's get it out along with, hey, if I write something down and it just leaves a lot of freedom within that. But usually like the the creation process is kind of um, I'll write down some if it's a good line, I'll write that shit down anytime. It's a good you got to write that shit down. And then maybe if it's just uh, I get I say the most of it flows, I would get a lot of stuff done listening to something if I'm either at work. Okay. I'll at work kind of listen to some shit through the headphones, jot a few things down and kind of be able to put it together maybe on the commute home. A lot of times it would be through um, writing down a few things like on the commute uh, home. If I was taking a bus at one point, I was doing that to where it's, you know, kind of writing down a few things like that, then to put it all together. Yeah. Record it. And um, yeah, it makes it that way, man. Those commutes are killer. I remember taking like uh, like trips I used to do a lot in the college realm, in the college days, I studied music in college, but I studied for guitar. But, you know, I like to uh, write a little rhyme, write a little a little hook from now and then, especially at those times. Uh, don't yeah. do more. I'm more on, more on the axe, more on the guitar. But I remember driving 
from college back to home or from home back to college and just trying to fucking uh, write a little hook or write a little, write a thing there. Um, so that travel time, the commution time that you talk about, it's definitely a, a, a time for, for ideas and a time to, to absolutely. Yeah, so that's what's up. Um, a few more on this one, then we're going to roll out to just the, uh, uh, your, your music formats. Cause they're, they're having a different artistic style to it, but, uh, outside of rap, what, uh, uh, what musicians do you like? Like what yeah. genres too? What's that? What's out there for you? Like, I mean, ah, uh, so there's genres, things like that. The funk, I like funk and, um, I really like boogie stuff, man. Um, you really like, that's, that's probably like not set musicians, a musician who I really like is uh Dame Funk. Okay. I'm a huge Dame Funk fan. He makes a lot of the, um, modern boogie man and just on point. And, uh, uh, that's kind of what made me like fully like take the plunge and say, you know what? Yeah, I'm a really crack down on with doing the uh, instrumental stuff yeah. um, to where I love the boogie stuff. I would love just little grooves at the end, man. Of course, little, um, the fucking uh, the funky ride song, my outcast, just that whole eight minute track. So it's just I like long jam session tracks, things like that. So a lot of the Dame Funk, man, I like his stuff, man. Some of the stuff I I feel bad. I can't think of much like outside of the musicians now but um yeah mainly him man when i'm like just kicking back you get much that, that. Uh, herbie hancock you fuck with him Her, i don't have many of his records but damn man i got maybe one tape and another record okay. by his i think his feet don't fail me that joint and then the, of course the uh, what is it uh a shock joint okay what wow. is uh it's, it's got the joint. It's got the dun, 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 that's the tape joint i have i have that one um, but yeah, that's a banger, man. He's a on him, Chameleon, he's a bad man. Chameleon okay. is an, a one, uh, I don't know if it's an album or a track, but Chameleon. Man, I hope this power don't go out. It shouldn't go out. Fucking whoever, uh, Texas, y'all better hold this shit down. We gotta get <laughs> um, but uh, I seen Herbie live, yo. Uh, oh, it, it was a lottery set. And what a lottery set is, is, uh, you know what I'm saying? X amount of people hit X amount of cats. They sign up for tickets and they pull it from a lottery, just the digital, whatever goes and pulls this name. And I seen Herbie Hancock. It was wow. on the floor. Uh, there's a poster behind the, the lighting. I is see shooting. that. I see I that, man. I sent you a photo of that bitch, but that was my goodness. It's Cause I learned about Herbie Hancock from uh, uh, one of my college professors, the just jazz professor. And, uh, um, as soon as I seen, like th- there was a precursor before this whole thing came up uh, in life. I was like, if Herbie ever fucking comes up him and Tom Waits, if those two motherfuckers ever pop off and, and I have the opportunity to see them in town, sign the fuck up. And I signed up for this one. I threw like two emails. The old lady threw an email. We got in and like fucking I, I hit up work. I was like, yo, I got to go super early because I got to make my ass all the way across town. We got in there. We got G.A got the coke the concert ticket and it was killer yo was that at um was it acl live was it one of those live you know so you know what the fuck i'm talking about man yeah i went to man i went to one show there man that is oh man that's that one in acl live you have you ever seen the ones that come on pbs that have never watched those but i man so that's the one it was it was a recorded event that has the, the downtown austin skyline in the back and it was an acl taping session so we we saw that man. Damn, killer, killer! Man, I saw um, I saw Kendrick, I saw Kendrick Lamar for the ACL. Man, it was it was cool because it was at that time when um he was doing the To Pimp a Butterfly mm-hmm. album. So we actually did that 
full little thing. And it was, man, it was great because I, I wanted to see that. It was one of my favorite albums at that time. It was such a good album, man. It's one of, actually a top album. But yeah, that you got to buy the poster, man, when you're there. Yeah. Fucking right. I used to be a shirt guy. And I was like, man, these shirts are fucking, like, I'll still get yes. it. Yes. Yeah. The poster is just out of fucking sight. Yeah. I feel like That's the- all I try and get, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a shirt. I love a shirt, but you know, the poster is gonna. You can get the shirt online if you want it later on. That poster yeah. is more than likely gonna sell out. Yeah, I'm the type I wear the shirts, man, and then it's like shit after a couple wears, man. You know, it turns into that inside shirt, just kind of lounging around, man. But it's like those posters, man. You get to see them, um, you know, all the time, man. Like, yeah, it's just a better feeling. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last one for this little uh, this music aspect, because we got a more music aspect to talk about. It's, it's all night. Um, but tell us about the tools that you need to be successful as an artist and a music producer. That's another little venture that you that you steer down with, because I don't know when it comes to dropping podcasts. I need a solid mic. I need my computer. I don't need no Dell either shit. I need I need that. Steve yeah. joint, you know, what I'm saying for creativity. <laughs> I need a I need an interface. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I uh, uh when it comes to making the intros for all these podcasts, I I I make them all. I'm not saying like I make the music. Oftentimes it's just a track that I cover. But uh, right. uh what do you need to be successful in in your music venture? Some of the things is uh shit tool. First thing is patience, man. Yeah. Um, it's patience. Um it's definitely having that type of uh that persistence, like having that type of thing. And then it's like, okay, now get into, um, like you said, getting the tools for that. Yeah. You can go to the studio and stuff like that, but why not get, it's like, to me, I've always felt, get what you fucking need, like to where you can do this shit without somebody first, or at least to get that running start. And that's kind of where. Learn how to do it for yourself. Yeah, man. To see if that's even something you want to do. And why not have something where you can control more aspects of it? That's the whole reason I got into understand more. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's 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 really that, man. So once I uh, I did the same shit with learning um, learning to produce because it's like, well, I don't want to rely on somebody else to where yo, can you make this or maybe I want it like that. So it's it's mainly about just getting the um, the right tools to where you're gonna be, you know, doing your getting the tools to record to put your stuff down. I'd say that's the most important, whatever you need to at least get that down in the most viable way. Um, and then to where it just makes sense. And then um, I think the rest kind of like falls into place, man. If you get those tools and then you know, that persistence and everything like that, it should fall in place if it's a- exactly what you want. If yeah. you know what you want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I hear you on that. That's good shit. Good shit. All right. Sure. So let's move on to uh, your music formats. Now, before I talk about like what you've dropped, the music formats that you've dropped, I want to ask you about your favorites that others have dropped. So what's your favorite way to listen to music? Man, so uh, it's not going to be wax because there is those times where I just want to sit my ass down and not really worried about it. Yeah. Um, just to wear something. And then now, man, if you're trying to squeeze two records and put shit all, you know, spread it apart, man. But um, I see the most, maybe just because it started out that way, but just with CDs, man, because mainly it's the sound, the sound of the the CD, man, is just, it's exactly how it, it's going to be. You don't have to do maybe extra tweaks or sometimes it's like, listen to a record, the, the skip, or if it's just won't be a good, copy of rec so or how maybe how it's pressed it won't be the top yeah it's gonna sound good and, and stuff like that but a cd is like this is exactly how i want you to hear it and it sounds just crisp every time so i guess i can't 
used to that from the bass and everything. And it's just a full force of everything from the, the complete standard of it, man. So I guess I kind of got used to that. Um, but yeah, it would probably be CDs, man. Oh, that's cool. Now for me, a CD, like the best way, and this is for a lot of people, CD, the best way to jam that motherfuckers in the car. Is that, yes. you, you feel the same or a different, you feel the same on that? I love jamming it. That's probably where. Because uh, the car is the best audio. Everybody says it and I say that freaks and geeks. It's not like I'm telling you. I've heard other cats say, "Yo, the car is the best audio. Test them up yeah. the car in the jump." It is. But uh, yeah, that's that's. I don't think that's why. But just for the uh, um, the mobility of the track, the mobility of the music, you can throw it in the deck. You can fucking just yeah. off east, north, south, or west, wherever you're fucking going, and just jam that hoe. Yeah, hey, it goes in hand in hand with the commute. Yeah, I think that's what makes it to where it's like. I mean, it, it does sound phenomenal in a car. You can have maybe a halfway damn decent whip, but if you even have the damn portable CD to Walkman and have the tape, like it's still gonna sound good, man. It's just it, I don't know. It's just that sound, man. But yeah, man. Cool, cool, cool. So you have a very like a uh, retro aesthetic to your idea for like the tracking of your projects, you like your albums and the format, like the, uh, the, the artwork, but where do you draw your influence from for producing a record or a CD or a tape uh, or the album artwork? I know this is a large question, but you're a cat that doesn't just produce like you made this Valentine's day joint. Like that put effort. You threw effort into that motherfucker. You've made like a lot of cassettes. You've made a lot of CDs. You've made a lot of records. Like it takes effort. You enjoy those elements of music and even music production. But like, where does the influence behind all that stuff come from? Because I got to say, it's all, it's not wacky. It's all off the wall and it's all like eye capturing type stuff. Where does that influence come from? Uh, I think a good portion is putting together, just like you said, everything. Um, when it comes to everybody likes just whatever looks, oh, I like stuff clean. If it looks clean, if it looks animated, colors. Colors are a big thing to where, you know, I really like colors, paying attention to that. Um, but it's taken from, if it's a dope concept, it start with the concept, but then it's looking at, well, how does the record or the back of the record looks? Or maybe, man, I saw that, that I liked. Um, or if it's a tape or if it's this, I really try and kind of squeeze everything in the aspect of now having a, everything is a, a experience. Yeah. So I'll have it that mm. and maybe it's even having it to where it's a, a different side to where there's always a maybe an A and a B in some form. I'm always going to have something like that. Um, and then it's also to have once that's in place, it's OK now building off. Well, what is this about? And how do I relate that to what, you know, uh, me, myself, and then having a little bit of, if it can be, I'm a huge Blaxploitation um, film fan. I love shit like that. So if I can fit that within the the layer of it, so it's kind of really taking pieces of those different things and um, it, it's building off of that, but also, also going off the things that I like that, you know, appeal to me when I see these old things. The big, we, we love seeing, everybody loves record covers. Those look better than, you know, a CD just because of the blown up art. So it's having that type of, you know, those, it's not just, it, it's better releasing it in different formats for me. If it's CD, tape, so if I can, maybe even some damn um, 
a lacquer press to have those different canvases and different mediums that can show a different way. Like if I got to have a bonus track to maybe even out and balance an album, then, you know, hey, I'm going to do that. Or just to have something to fit for a tape, just the way you enjoy a tape. You know, you want to have that shit, maybe no skips or no um, have it just all flow together. But it, it's kind of taking little pieces of everything or how people maybe just how they want to enjoy stuff. But just taking all those little pieces and put it into a little bit of everything, man. That's what's up. Now, you, you definitely hit them on the head because, like I said, you hit the vinyl, you hit the cassette, you hit the CD, you hit the MP3 format, you hit it yeah. all. Hit the special shit like we like we was just alluding to the whole Valentine's Day, the vessel joint. Yeah, yeah. And you made that a fucking like game for for, for yeah. out there. You know what I'm saying? What was this track? What was that track? There was a little trivia, Valentine's Day like love hooks trivia. Like guess get all these. Like it almost went into like a, a a radio format. Like get all these correct, and then and then you're the caller. Come through, get the get the little prize. So I think that yeah. was. Really live, really live. limited shit. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't even I buy. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. A lot it's of- a little, uh, little advanced for um, well, the the vessel, it, just in advance. So it's like uh, definitely with the Valentine's to go into that man with the um, you know, the heart vessels and things like that. So it kind of worked out, man, to where it aligned and uh, yeah, just a little something to you know, fun. Make make it fun and interactive to where it doesn't feel like hey, yo, check out my album. He's like, ah, man, who's this guy? You know it's really meant to be that that uh, approachable thing. That's really how I want it from now um, from now on, man. I have a lot of the things to where it's like the people who know, they're, they're going to know, man. People like yourself, think, you know, like the dot, man, you, you know, man. So it's cool that people pick that up, man. And it's like sometimes, man, realizing you do have to damn spoon feed some people, man. So I, I have to realize that I have to balance that aspect because especially if you're not somewhere in the spotlight, nobody wants to, it's like somebody, a genius who wrote a lot of books and he just dies, but he never releases or puts them out, you know, past the driveway. So it's just like, well, he's a genius that never, no, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, you got to make it um, palatable for people and make it enjoyable in that way. But then once that infiltrates, then it's like, okay, you're going to get it, you know? Cool. I got you. I got you. You got a few more minutes. I got a few more questions. What do you think about it? You yes, good? sir. Absolutely, man. We good, man. So cartoons is huge, yo. Like you've used Astro from the Jetsons. You've used like a Street Fighter font. You've used like even maybe some like Marvel like context. Uh, I know you use like a comic book slide from uh, uh, for Vessel, which we just spoke yeah. about. You've used a lot of these cartoons. Like, what's up with you and cartoons? Uh, what's going down with this? Cartoons are always, they provide so much, man. Like, just just everything. A snapshot. I actually just started, um, not in a technical way, but just getting into comics, man. But just the uh, art and of everything. But it is that snapshot in time. You can see exactly the shit they're talking about from the ads even um, yeah. to where, yeah, that snapshot in time. But just with... Cartoons, man, it's always, everybody can relate to cartoons. Everybody's watched cartoons. So it's cool to have that approachable thing. Anybody can see that. And it's familiar. That, yeah. That's the main thing. If, if it looks familiar and taking on that and kind of breathing in new life to um, like it is with, with Astro. Because yeah. it is a lot of things where people associate, oh, yeah, Astro like the dog. And they'll kind of bring it. So it's like I really started using a lot of that when I was with the early stuff. I got it mixtapes. Um, you know, just different things like that. But yeah, and then kind of it's easier um, to work with um, as far as an extension of the art um, where it's like I like painting a lot of um, cartoon stuff or doing my own spin on cartoons. So it's kind of like I like using that hand in hand. 
Oh yeah. Um, I w- let me describe for the freaks and geeks real quick. Like you just dropped a, uh, uh, a little single called gravity and the cover of gravity. You utilized a chill ass fucking Astro, the dog Astro from the Jetsons had a little pair of shades on and you even incorporated the gravity aspect of a tree dropping an apple, but it wasn't just no tree. It was the giving tree, the giving. Yes. Oh my, Oh my goodness. That's just to reflect the freaks and geeks. Like you draw on the giving, the grieving, the giving tree is a tremendous text. You know, I mean, like, um, could it draw a tear? Maybe, but it's a, it's a, it's a text out of purity. You know what I'm saying? That's a beautiful, like at the end, freaks and geeks. If you don't know what the giving tree is, go fucking, I don't give a fuck if it's, if it's snowing in your fucking area, go Mm -hmm. find a copy of the giving tree. You'll have a, uh, read that motherfucker and you'll be good. It's by Shel uh, Shel Silverstein. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's so dope that you picked that up, man, because it is, you know, it started out with, you know, the gravity, of course, the, the concept of just a girl holding you down like gravity. And then, um, you know, it's also just a dedication to my my girl as well. So it's kind of like, you know, like you said, the giving tree to where how that applies in the aspect of, you know, you have that female that is holding you down like gravity, but also providing things if, you know, I don't want to spoil the story for y'all, man, no spoiler alert, but with the giving tree, when you read about the you know, tree itself, it's giving these different things. Um, but then also to have that little play on Newton's law as well, to where the apple fell from the tree. So it just, yeah, just to kind of incorporate all of that. That's what I kind of like to do with a lot of my, um, if I'm drawing stuff kind of like, well, you know, you can, there's, you can have just a regular picture that can get your attention, but then why not have another layer, almost like a punchline. Hey, we can use it different ways to where up within that, before you even listen to the song, you can get enough from that. If it's not touching on like a punchline, whether it's, um, you know, something, a familiar thing that, you know, and then attaching that concept to it, man. You should check out uh, Snipe the Art. We've talked about him a little bit on the podcast. And uh, Snipe the Art, what he does is he takes like a a, a movie poster and he'll throw um, like a piece, uh, uh, a character that he fucks with on that uh, uh, on that movie poster. One I can like, talk about like that I remember is a pick a poster of into the dragon and he threw a Hong Kong fooey on the joint. It was like, wow, that's dope. So, um, snipe the art. He's done some very, very live shit, but, uh, um, what for cartoons, like who are some of your like most memorable cartoons that you get down with? And then I'll share some with you because I love cartoons, man. From the Hanna-Barbera's to the Nick. That's the ones. The cartoons. The fucking uh, uh, Tom and Jerry's, the fucking uh, 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 the OG Warner Brothers head, the Looney Tunes, all that type of shit. Yeah, man. Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, all that type of stuff. But uh, for you, um, throw us, tell the freaks and geeks, fill us in on some of your most influential cartoons that you fuck with. Because cartoons is a big basis here in the podcast. Like, we talk yeah. a lot, but what about you? For you? Man, I like... Um let me see. Anything, the Hanna-Barbera, man. Like you said, those, I'm a huge fan of the Droopy. I love the Droopy and the, the Wolf. You know, the Tex Avery Wolf, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, so he's, all of those, man. Um, Top Cat, he was a bad man. Yeah, Top Cat, of course, the Hong Kong Fui, and then... Um, Super Secret Squirrel. Yes, there you go. Yeah, man. I even like, you know, the one you got behind you, man, the Dexter's Lab. Like, <laughs> yep. I like that joint. Everybody, of course, SpongeBob. Yes. Um, yeah, I remember watching the first fucking episode of that, man. So it's like, it's crazy to know how far 
that's your game, man, to where now it's just ingrained. It's honestly, it's like the new age of the Simpsons in the way of how people just, it's so recognizable. But of course, the Simpsons, throwing that in there. Um, I always loved the Fairly Odd Parents, man. Great. San- yeah. Yeah, man. That was always dope. Um, Sanjay and Craig. I love the art. The art of that, man, the Sanjay and Craig. I don't like Bob's Burgers. I don't really, it's not really funny to me, man. It's not my, not, not my, my steez, man, but yeah, those are some of the cartoons, man. Gotcha. Let me share it. So we, we was talking albums. Now I want to incorporate like albums and fucking um, cartoons with you. So we've talked about it a lot on this podcast. Hey Arnold. I was a huge Hey Arnold head. Now, Hey Arnold, the, the music was thrown together by a cat named Jim Lang. All right. Now he's a. Uh, you should check him out, and I'm gonna share a, a few things with you. I'm gonna share two albums with you. Uh, the the first one, uh, they're both the same album. Now this is the Hey Arnold music. This is Volume One, and uh, I don't know if you fucked with Hey Arnold, if you got down with oh, it. Oh yeah, man. Dino um, Spumoni and all that, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the first. This is a limited pressing of one of the Hey Arnold, uh, this is volume one. There's only been one album and it's all the music by Jim Lang and uh, it's all the music for, for the show. Damn. And Freaks and Geeks, my fault if I, if I uh, you know, muffle in and out, I'm, I'm throwing vinyl in front of my face real quick. Uh, <laughs> now the next one I'm going to show you is the same pressing, but it's uh, uh, a vi- you're going to like the the idea that goes into this joint. Now, this is a liquid filled vinyl liquid. Oh, shit. Now, Freaks and Geeks, I've been talking to y'all about this uh, in the past and I, I haven't I just got it. So it took a hot minute. It took like like, man, maybe like three to four months to. to- oh, man. But this is the same record. Now, and hey, Arnold, I don't know if you remember, they had this soda called Yoohoo, and it was like Yahoo. It was a chocolate-based soda. Now, this is meant to look like an old-school Coke bottle or an old-school Yoohoo bottle, and it's got Uh a liquid in that joint. So, check. Let me see. Holy shit. Check that bad boy out. It's just impressed, but it's it's crazy. Wow. Dang, is it heavier too? I've seen like the uh, the Friday the Thirteenth Blood one, but man, that that's man, looks it, like it'd be heavy, man. It's thicker. I gotta say, I'm, I mean, uh, enjoy records. I appreciate you. Since it's thicker, since it's heavier, the you know, I don't want to say frequencies, but it's a little bit more wonky. So I'm I'm almost positive mm. that'll weigh it down a little bit to not. It's it's almost out of tune a little bit because it's a different. Uh, um make you know what I'm saying? oh shit so yeah because i've listened to it on the uh, on the og pressing and then to compare it to this one and being a music head myself i can definitely tell it's not the tuning is off a little wow. but but uh i wonder if the liquid is kind of taking the inertia or something like that to where it's swinging but it, <laughs> it feels like it's glass. It don't even feel like vinyl. I'm sure it's oh, not wow. glass, but it's a different. It's weird because yeah. it's like three layers. You got the top vinyl, the bottom vinyl, and then the filler. And then they put like a little like sealer on the outside. It's it's very. Oh, shit. It's very different. But yeah, that's what I wanted to share with you with the cartoons and stuff. That's, that's a gem, man. I like that, man. And especially I, I actually did look up the, the Jim Lang when I saw the question. And then when I saw that, I was like, OK. With the Hey Arnold that I had seen, like, I seen two people. You're the second person that I seen with that to where I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to check it out. Because I always remember he had the jazz aspect behind it. 
always liked that. The fucking sound system that he had. That was a, man, I, I need to actually find that. I'm sure they have the, the DVDs and stuff of them, but man. Uh, hey, Arnold, yeah. you can hit them up on, uh, on Hulu. It's all on Hulu, yo. Okay. Yeah. And I have to. It's just something about the the uh, soundtrack for Hey Arnold. Like you said, it was jazz. It was acid jazz. It was lo-fi. Like I said, it was from uh, uh, Jim Lang. And Kat's a, he's a bad man. Like, that's some of the music that just stuck with me uh, from my childhood from a show. Uh, and it, it it was totally different because there was the musical aspect and there was the story aspect. And yeah. Yep. But they met. They met right there. Yeah, met very, very perfect, man. And he was a little audiophile himself, man. Yeah, yeah, low. yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, so let's see uh, uh, a few more questions on the albums. Then we'll talk about the Bodegas After Dark and then we'll roll you out of here. But um, tell me about some of your favorite memories breaking open the seal on a new album, yo. What's up with that? And that always was a sold shit. One of the main memories, man, was uh, each time. Um, this was when I was in, when I was living in Hawaii, but instead of allowance, um, my pops would give me the choice. You either got, you can have allowance, you have 10 bucks, or I get you any CD you want. Yeah. So it was like, for me, it's like, well, shit, you know, CDs cost a little bit more than 10 or depending on the one I want. So it was like, well, shit, I'm going to get a CD. Yeah. So this is around the time to where it was like, I was, um, this is actually, I'm a, I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan. Okay. So um, that each time I was like, oh, I'm getting a Michael Jackson out. So it came to the point to where shit, my mom had to stop me. I'm about to um, buy Stranger on Moscow, the single. And she, I was like, yo, this is a new Michael Jackson. She's like, oh, hold up, man. This ain't even a damn album, man. So, yeah. but it just got in the habit of that, man. But really actually, um, you know, breaking the package open, man. And of course that's such a, um, you know, it's such a gem. I know some people may force it now. I feel like, oh, when you open up a record in the sound, but like, no, nah, it really was that to where you were looking at this stuff because you needed to know. It wasn't just like, hey, he's the producer. You've seen his face on Instagram, you see all this. And then now it's just like, oh, who made that? Like, nah, you were actually finding out stuff to where more pictures, you know? There wasn't a picture all the time of your damn favorite artist. So it was like, you never knew what you were going to see inside of the book. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like that being a whole adventure. If it's lyrics, more, of course, more pictures. Um, sometimes if they had the little extra, you know, little uh, music card in there where uh, the CD-ROM stuff was a big deal where oh, you just yeah. put it in there. So it would just be a cool experience, man, to where that, you know, of course, the allowance shit eventually grew into the, yeah, when you're opening up that, that you know, CD and it just has that, that um that personality to it man or that journey of how you acquired it so that's mainly a lot of the memories to where you know i can take from that with the packaging and just sitting down and just kind of yeah it really was going through the lyrics and actually learning this shit now let's start it over and that that was one of the main memories from that yeah man it's a different it's a whole nother experience that a lot of people may not like take into consideration but the people that do they definitely uh they reap the reward on that so absolutely man hell yeah Yo, freaks and geeks, remember Greenbelt Botanicals, the official sponsor of the podcast. Hit them up at greenbeltbotanicals.com and in-store. And make sure you use that Freaks and Geeks promo code FOOTDOCTOR15, all caps, F-O-O-T-D-R-1-5. Get yourself 15% off at checkout at greenbeltbotanicals.com. Now let's get back to the show.
All right, freaks and geeks. Well, this is episode number 24 of the Doctor's Orders podcast with the 512 Foot Doctor. We got our amazing, tremendous guest, Baby Astro, coming through. Really appreciate him. And uh, we got a few more things to talk about. And then uh, we got to roll out of here because, you know, the studio of life or death, it can be open 24 hours a day. But sometimes we got to close this bad boy down and uh, let everybody get onto what they need to get onto. But we got a couple of more things we're going to talk with Astro here. So uh, Bodega After Dark, this is a huge thing. And when I started, when I started looking at the video of this, like it's, it's all East Coast. This is NYC. This is just right in there. But what's the story behind Bodega After Dark? And uh, uh, like, just, just fill us in on the info, man. So the Bodega After Dark, man, it kind of, the way it kind of arranged, um, huge, huge um, shout out to my homie Lou, uh, Loser. Um, L-E-W-S-R. That's the homie, man. Um, he actually, um, actually kind of plugged us with, um, Jefferson's Bodega. Okay. Um, so this was actually just the, the first one, um, that we did. Okay. Um, but shit, it came from Lutz where he just like, yo, call it Bodega After Dark. So I was just like, okay, bet. We're going to put it out, um, under then. And then from there, it was just kind of like, you know, with Mikey, um, coming into where he was going to perform, um, the beats, play the beats and stuff. And, it just really was like a lot of on on the spot, man. Actually, the people who were there, shout out Zerk, shout out Flux Flow. She yeah, was out there. Was in the back, just vibing and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was out there. Shout, Shut it down. Yeah. Uh, what's up? Uh, I think it was closed after that point. It was closed. Um, so it was kind of like, I guess the people who were there, cause I didn't, we didn't put it out there like that. It wasn't, I guess, meant to be like that. It wasn't meant to be like a little secret set, but yeah. like it just happened organically, man, to where it just... Yeah, it worked out, um, you know, with everybody out there. Um, I know it was Zerk, my homie Soul. He was a huge part with shooting a lot of that. Um, Soul Cinematics. And then um, I also had, um, who was also there? My homie um, Cousin Kush, he was out there. And then uh, Lil Cutoff Jeans, he was out there. But it was just kind of like, it just naturally happened where it's like, well, the people who are here. Oh, also homie uh, Shig, um, he's there. What's actually, so fun fact, um, the guy I met there, his name was Shig or Shiggy. And um, yeah, he does crazy artwork, man. But uh, yeah. he actually did the artwork for the new joint I have coming out, the Internet 2021. Um, and that's going to be more of the instrumental stuff. So um, but yeah, everybody was out there, man. So where it's just like, all right, lock the doors. And then from there, it was just performing the album just front to back. And uh, yeah, just kind of having fun with that. American Way EP, right? That's the way yeah, from the Yeah, the American Way EP. Yes, sir. Nice, nice. And that dropped uh, September of last year, right? Yeah, yeah, it dropped around August, um, and it was just a short little EP. Oh, actually, that's actually when the record dropped. Um, we initially released it uh, as a cassette only at first, so it was just a cassette, okay. off-white-looking um, joint. It was actually a two-pack, so it was uh, the dual. Right. Yeah, yeah, so it was the uh, copy of the, the American Way on tape, and then after that, we had, uh, it came with two. That was the, uh, the actual last, so it was kind of like a little mixtape, then it went to like it was a little mixtape. American Way was a little mixtape. I would kind of put it EP mixtape. So we sold those actually bundled. It was a we well when I dropped it, it was called the two for ten. So we did it just like that. The two for ten special bundled it up with some saran wrap, and then um, you know you can get the two tapes for um, two for uh, two for ten, man. And uh, shit, we actually sold out of the tapes, man, within a couple of days. So that was kind of. That was a, a nice little milestone, man, because it's like people hadn't heard it at all. We didn't have any type of leaks or anything or any kind of preview. So it was kind of like real, real dope just selling it off that. And then we 
bounce back with the, uh, you know, the record and then having the CD and then actually uh, put it on the streaming sites and stuff like that. Now the two for 10, the two for 10 ID, that's, that's live. That's old school gutter. Right there. Yes, that's sir, cool. man. Uh, let's see. So uh, um, I would ask you about your major like East coast influence. I already have though. And you've already shared it with us. So like, that's a, uh, uh, that's, that's not to be misunderstood or mistaken. It's there. It's yeah. prominent. There's those those past uh, musicians out there that definitely paved the way and and influence uh, uh, the just the vision. But um, uh, so let's see. What's your favorite thing to snag in a bodega? All right. What's that that go line? Which for me, like when I think about bodegas, it's fucking uh, Arizona's. Those Arizona grapes, the watermelons and shit like that. That's what. Oh, that's, yeah. Um, but what about for yourself? I got to pick up some nilators, man. All right, cool. And that's spelled, that's N-I-L-E. And then, and, you know, and laters, L-A-T-A-Z, you know. But yeah, the nilators, you got to get, man. And then a uh, honey bun. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you got to get a honey bun, man. It, it's, it's ah. of course, you know, you can get the hostess ones, man. But if you can find something that's not a name brand, you know the honey bun's going to be good, man. Mm-hmm. So... Those, you got to have that. I actually, man, this was probably one of the great, I fell in love with honey buns, man, when I was in New Orleans. And they had a damn special, man, where everywhere they would have them, like either three for a dollar or four for a dollar, man, these honey buns. And I used to be like, yo, what? Like this shit was like (laughs) mind blowing. It was just phenomenal, man. So yeah, definitely. If I, if I could get a sponsorship for honey buns, man, I'm gonna have to work (laughs) work that out, man. No, honey buns is definitely a, a old school snack. That's the old school. That's the hood snack. That's the favorite <laughs> snack. I remember that shit. I remember we was uh, uh, on the athletic spectrum, like in uh, freshman year. Uh, we would have to. We were on different campuses. So the freshmen was on the, uh, the a sem- separate campus, and then uh, uh, ten through twelve was on a different campus. And mm-hmm. uh, we used to we used to squat over from the the freshman campus to the high school for practice after school and I, we would stop at a fucking a little store and we always pick up the honey buns and shit like just wreck <laughs> like we were gonna uh re-up on these fucking these these honey buns and shit and then go do a practice like we were just fuck fucking ourselves <laughs> uh, but i don't think i don't know if it was practice it was more so i don't think we were dumb enough to do it i think it was just workouts like off season shit so oh, like, okay okay snack some hot cheetos and we would just go hit a couple of sets and then roll the fuck out so yeah yeah (laughs) the honey bun was definitely a snake oh (laughs) all right so uh we got star radio 80 this is you can soon to be tuned in to star radio 88.1 uh tell us about need that i'm gonna need that little sound clip man We'll get it clean for you. But what's going on with Star Radio 88.1? Like, uh, um, why why radio? Why did you choose, like, to incorporate that? Because I love, I love the, 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 uh, just the, not the business, but the realm of radio. That's really why I, why I'm talking to you today. Um, my ventures and my experiences with local radio cats and even local radio stations winning, whether it's winning prizes, being a prize whore, that's what they call them, or going into the fucking station and just chilling with the, uh, the personalities. Um, uh, but tell us about Star Radio 881. So Star Radio 88.1 was the, uh, it was the start of getting the uh, instrumentals out. Okay. Initially, um, uh, then, of course. That the st- started last year, right? 
Yeah, just started last year. That was when, uh, of course, started taking the um, production. Well, actually not taking it serious, man. I actually been producing since 2000, uh, 2005. Okay. Um, when it was Fruity Loops, before it was FL Studio and stuff like that. But um, with that, it was kind of like a bunch of fucking beats that I had, man, where it was just, I didn't, it's trying to find, I, I wouldn't say I have a set style. And, yeah. I, and I don't put that as a, a thing to to. To brag about it's really in a thing of like and i get asked that sometimes with rap well how do you find your sound and it's in that way of well you don't really find that until maybe you're comfortable within yourself and you can say sit back comfortably and say nah i'm okay with that the way it's laid out the way you did it and not have to doctor it up too much and you can feel comfortable with it whether you have to show it off or whether you know it's just speaking to it so um yeah it was kind of that man so i, I wanted to have something to where i could kind of um maybe divide it it eventually led to that dividing it into different type of um themes and different styles and things like that so um from there it was just kind of it took shape to where it was a long process of kind of dividing them out because some of them just it was just a big pile of beats and then um it helped narrowing it down to where it was shit this sounds more of a boom bap style this is more of a chill vibe so um, it wasn't to rush it and all dumb it out. Um, like I told you, man, before I was really bad with that, just kind of throwing stuff out, man, or putting it out just in a way of just, hey, here it is. Listen to all of it. So I wanted to give it more of a um, experience for people. I couldn't release it on um, the streaming sites and stuff because it had just too many um, sound clips and samples. But it was the thing of merging what I like, you know, with film um, and yeah. movies I like. You do that a yeah. lot. I heard that in a lot of samples and a lot Together. of posts. That's cool. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. So it's kind of putting that together for each one. Okay. I can have a theme of this that can back with maybe if it's a somber type of tone and then actually give it that type of style of music. So it kind of flowed into that. And then I had it available. Um, I actually released them for each Bandcamp Friday. Actually, I was a start of when I first released it. So it kind of worked out to where when June um, was the first one and then or it might've been, shit, it might've been July 4th. Yeah. Live weekend. So I did that for the first one. And then each uh, Bandcamp Friday was dropping a new uh, volume, yeah. each one. And then it was just one long track to where it was no skips. You just got to listen to it. A quick little, you know, different duration. Some were 30 minutes. Uh, Max went up to like 55 yeah. uh, minutes. And that was um, volume five. But um, and that was more of the West Coast feel and stuff like that. But it was just to kind of have something where you could throw on in a commute and then just kind of listen to it for everything, whether it plays out like a show, but then music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it turned into, man. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, it reminds me a lot. And you got to check this cat out, too. He's from uh, uh, from Dallas. Debbie Does Disco. Uh, Debbie Does Disco. Uh, it's, uh, uh, Brandon Epica. Debbie Does Disco, Brandon Epica. He was a guest on volume, like, during in the past, volume two. I think episode okay. eight. I think you really know this shit, man. His shit is on Mixcloud. Uh, it's okay. very similar to the the realm of your uh, uh, star radio, 88.1. And That's what um, I'm talking about. It's clean. It's clean like that. So uh, um, I think you'd really get down with it. And he's he's spinning records. He's spinning vinyl, uh, doing vinyl sets. And they're damn near like two and a half hours sometimes, yo. Damn. Clean ass sets. And uh, I like this shit's really going down, but your uh, uh, star radio eighty eight. <laughs> it reminds me a lot of uh, of of his stuff, so definitely check that one out. But yeah. have you ever been in a radio station? Man, I've been um, actually a couple times. Man, maybe about two, three times. Um, funny thing, man, it was uh, if anybody remembers 
Power 106.7. I think that was, it was San Antonio, but it was. And um, when they had, they hosted the chamber. Um, and that was actually a little like freestyle thing um, to where you would just battle people on the air, man. Oh. It sounds, yeah, man. But they would, they would edit it out, things like that. And um, shit, man, I'm, I'm not a good freestyler, man. It, it's, no. it's a time and a place. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a written cat, man. Yeah. So, but I did that. Um, let me see. There's like quite a few people when it, like when they were actually doing it, um, you know, when I ran into them kind of just off the whim sometimes. Like um, I know Millie Mars was really running it um, a few times when uh, running that or Young Mills. Um, and then he was going against the guy Biggs. I remember them. All people I, I actually went to high school with uh, Millie Mars. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of that, man. I didn't um, I went against some guy named D1. And um, I didn't win, but because it just wasn't a good freestyle, man, it was just, you know, I didn't stick to the thing and it's just terrible, man. But it was just cool exposing that of just knowing, like, I guess having that thing of um, people can't figure me out, man, in, in that way. Because somebody was like, oh, shit, man, I heard your music, man. So I'm kind of, you know, I didn't know what the fuck to expect. So I deleted all my shit. I'm not trying to have. So I'm like, oh, OK. But, you know, to bomb like that, and it was just kind of like, oh, shit. The, you know, the irony of that to where it's like, you know, and after that, you know, me and homie became cool and stuff like that. He's actually DJing and stuff now and hosting clubs and stuff. But it was that time. And then I actually went on for um, True North. Shout out to homie Eddie, man. I actually, um, he had us on the radio um, for that. And that was kind of um, cool. I forgot the damn station, man. I'm terrible with, with stuff like that. But that was a good little thing, man. Not too many times, though. Just those two. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and the the only experience I got is uh, uh it's a station called uh, 93.7 KLBJ and uh my goodness, I've been in there. They call it the audience of one. We just chill out. They're doing their show. It's a little comedy talk show and shit like that. Oh, Posted Let's up go. high as a fucking high as a <laughs> telephone pole action. Yeah. And, uh, oh man, just cool, just cool. But yeah, yeah, I love a good radio, man. Love a good radio talk radio station and a music radio station too. Really yeah. great. All right. We got to close it out. So this is uh this is the the gear towards like the future. All right. So what's the plans and the approaches for this year? So for this year, man, it's definitely going to be I, I want to date it on that. I am uh, me and Mike here definitely working. on It'll be a new track for sure coming out. But we're going to start working on the uh, it'll be a LP for the American way. Kind of just building more off that more on the tone and stuff of um, just that that subject nature of that. Um, PBS, PBS, uh, PBS records. Is that what yeah. 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 It'll be definitely something on the PBS records with me and Mikey. We're definitely going to have something out this year. Um, I do have the, uh, the vessel, um, that's kind of in the chamber. I'm waiting until people, if they can get the video up to 500, they'll get it. Um, but it's probably might might look, uh, March, March 19th would be probably the pre-order date for that. And then, uh, probably be available April 2nd. So yeah. on that Bandcamp Friday is when um, it'll go live, but it'll be probably the uh, Internet 2021. The plan is actually it'll be both of those dropping, man. So I haven't really told anybody yet or kind of, but it'll be both dropping at the same time for Internet 2021. And then also that Vessel EP. Yeah. So you'll be able to get the best of both worlds, man. So it's having the Vessel. So almost like that Vessel, you need something mm -hmm. to hold, man. So that's going to be, you know, everybody knows me as a rapper, but that yeah. Vessel is a nice little entryway of having the Internet 2021. Um, just to mix if you don't know what the hell to expect you don't know what it is man it's the internet so but it's going to be instrumental stuff real chill um more max shit more the west coast type of vibe mm -hmm. um 
Uh, and just kind of more more of that, man. I did rap on two of that, kind of hosted it. It's actually like a little mix between maybe Star Library mixed with just maybe instrumental, more 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 chill, but more of a me put on there. So yeah. that's that's kind of um, kind of those uh, for for this year, man. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, as an artist, as a person, as an artist, what do you hope to achieve with with those insights? What do you what, what's going down with that? Uh, I would say more, um, more independence, man. Independence and create more of um, that that foundation, man. Everything now is like it's DIY, um, yeah. you know, from Very creating much. the, yeah. yeah, man. So it's doing all of that. I mean, from the art um, and those times when I'm producing, like the vessel, and mm-hmm. and even when it was now, it's getting gloomy after sun. It's everything is like I've I've done that, man. I've, it's creating the art to where it's burning the fucking CDs to dubbing the tape. You're getting things to where I've actually touched, and it's. You know, it's meaning and more and more it's applying those things or you'll you'll hear more of um, in the tracks to where it's until it's yours. Um, it'll never make sense to y'all just in, in that part to where, you know, it's something to no matter what you do, nobody's going to understand that work you're putting in. But it just feels so much better when you're doing that, you know, much like you're doing the podcast, man. It's just like it's your baby. You know what I'm saying? You have your own stamp on it, man. And, uh, you know, the way you have the, the rollout of everything, man, is it's you know, that's your stamp. Like I've never, ever, you know, been on a podcast like this, man, to where it's like, man, I, I love the fucking structure and I love how you have it to a T. It's not down to a T plan, but it's just, man, it, it's tough to go off of, man. So it's like, yeah, ha- having that, man, really solidifying the the DIY and the independence type of thing. Definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, all right. Well, you got any shout outs? We're giving some shout outs, but what about some any any final shout outs you got for anybody else out there? What's going on? Yeah, man. Shout out to my homie Mikey Strange, man. That's my brother, man. Shout out to my homie Loser, uh, Soul Cinematics, man. He definitely helped me a lot with a uh, gray album and fucking a whiz with the videos. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it, man. All the homies just um that's that's kind of holding me down, man. To, uh just appreciate that, man. No, the videos are sick, Jay. Like I, I, I've seen them. Uh, not all of them. Just tried to cycle through the catalog and see what's going on. Because again, freaks and geeks, this is Baby Astro. He's the catalog is very. It's in depth. There's a lot of stuff out there. And to try, like, in my process of setting this whole thing up and trying to just prepare for our little chat, I tried to go back and, and find the root and uh, just uh, the very beginning. And I feel like the root I got was fucking uh, uh, um, Freebase Samples 1. But there's got, there's more to it. So that's why yeah, I have to start. You know, it's a good start of it, man. He, he really, uh, I mean, Mike is a huge, um, huge part as far as in getting into um before it was all mixtape stuff man rapping on other people's beats so yeah well mikey was a huge start of like yo he was the one that pushed hey let's do an ep man stop rapping on fucking other people's beats so from there man that really changed the whole attitude towards you know the, the the stuff i'm creating man Cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, Astro, tell the people, tell the freaks and geeks where they can find you. There's a whole lot. I mean, you got the you got the YouTube, you got the IG, you got the Bandcamp, you even got the website. But where can the freaks and geeks out there find you? Freaks and geeks. You can find me at uh, Baby Astro um, on anything. And that's Astro spelled with the Z. A-Z-T-R-O uh, for a zero taking risks often. It's not with an S. It's not a Houston Astro. It's not that. It's with the Z. Um, but B-A-B-Y-A-Z-T-R-O if you Google it. But babyastro.com. It's on IG. It's that on Twitter. Um, it's on YouTube. 
Baby Astro, man, you'll find it. And then if you want to find stuff under the free base samples, just um, find it through the website. That'll be easiest, but free base, you know, P-H-R-E-E, base, B-A-S-S, and samples. It's spelled crazy, man, but, you know, um, it's easier to link through the site to where you can find more of that. It's spelled crazy, but at the end of the venture, it makes sense, Freaks and Geeks. There's a lot of good shit on there. Yo, I love it. I love it. I love it. Any upcoming dates? And I know we're on like a, a different realm, a different spectrum right now. Any upcoming dates or any special things that you got looking forward to in the future, release-wise or pers- per, uh, personality-wise? You know what I'm saying? What's going on there? Person. The shows, I've been uh, I'm chilling on the shows and shit like that, man. I mean, it's not like I, I have many people um, that are throwing them now because just so the state, but I... Uh, I definitely, um, there will be some type of virtual release party. Um, I just got to plan that shit out when it comes to the uh, the internet 2021 and the vessel. Yeah. Um, just to have a little something to where it's just having fun, man. This is, um, you know, I always like having those release parties just to really just share and share that joy, that experience with everybody. So I would definitely like to do the same with uh, the upcoming thing. And that'll be hopefully around the that April uh, 2nd um, weekend. Cool, cool, cool. That's good. That's good. Well, freaks and geeks, you heard it here live. You heard it here official. We're still snowed in, but we're uh, we're coming at you live. We're coming at you direct. The studio live. We're just trying to crack it out. So, uh, Astro, baby, Astro, we really appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. And uh, freaks and geeks, go follow him. Go support him. Go do everything. There's a lot coming out. And uh, stick around for a second, and uh, uh, we'll see you out there in just a little bit. Hold on. Let me wrap it up with the freaks and geeks. Well, freaks and geeks. That's all she wrote. Once again, I want to thank my guest for episode number 24 of the podcast, Baby Astro. Really appreciate you just coming through, chopping it up with myself, and uh, got a lot of insight from you, man. I, uh, I love your creative aspect. I love your just creative insight, the vision that you got going down as a musician, as a rapper, as an artist, as a producer. Like I said, I love the style and the, the, the detail you put into all the music formats that you put out. So Freaks and Geeks, make sure you go check them out. Hit the the uh, podcast description, and you're gonna find his his Instagram uh, info, his Twitter info, and uh, uh, his, his personal website, music website info, and some YouTube links as well to 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 go support Baby Astro. Really appreciate it again, man. Anytime you want to come on through, make sure just uh, uh, drop me a line, and you're down you're, uh, for another visit with the five one two Foot Doctor. Uh, again, shout out to Greenbelt Botanicals. Thank y'all very much for your continuous support of the podcast. And Freaks and Geeks, make sure you go to greenbeltbotanicals.com or in-store and use that promo code to get 15% off at checkout, FootDoctor15, F-O-O-T-D-R-1-5. And they're going to take care of you over there, Greenbelt Botanicals. And now for the closing credits, Freaks and Geeks. Thank you for listening, and remember, new episodes are released every Wednesday at 6 a.m. Now check it out. Do me this favor. Go subscribe to the Doctor's Orders podcast on whichever podcast platform that you prefer, and make sure that you leave a comment and rate the podcast while you're there subscribing. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram, on the IG, the 512 Foot Doctor, T-H-A, 512 F-O-O-T-D-R, and follow the podcast Instagram at the Doctor's Orders Podcast, T-H-A-D-R-S-O-R-D-E-R-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and continue to tell a freak or a geek that you know about the podcast. Remember, the Doctor's Orders Podcast is a life or death studios production. Freaks and geeks, until next time, we'll see you on the next one. Don't be late.